This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, August 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a uh, police officer was shot in North Philadelphia while responding to a call for a reported carjacking on Monday night. It happened at 8 p.m. in the 2300 block of North Reese Street in North Philadelphia. Police say a woman was carjacked on the 2500 block of Aramingo Avenue, and she tracked her vehicle to North Reese Street. Officers were fired on when they got to the scene. Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw said the officers were shot at without warning. Sources say uh, a possible two suspects began firing at the officers. As many as 16 shots were fired uh, before the suspects fled on foot. The 28-year-old male officer with the 24th Police District was in full uniform at the time of the shooting. He suffered a graze wound to the head and was released from the hospital on Monday night. No other officers were injured. One person was arrested for illegal possession of a firearm. It's unclear if this suspect is connected with the shooting at this time, but more arrests are likely. Anyone with information is asked to contact police by calling 215-686-TIPS. The Food and Drug Administration gave full approval to Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine Monday, the first of three COVID vaccines being used in the United States to get full approval after having been okayed under emergency provisions. After the news was announced, the military said it was going to f- going forward with plans to require military members to be vaccinated. New York City mandated that all public school teachers and staffers must be vaccinated, and the University of Minnesota and Louisiana's major public universities required students to be vaccinated. Other mandates from companies, universities, and local governments are expected. President Biden again urged people to get vaccinated, saying to those who were hesitant to get the vaccine until it had full FDA approval, the moment you've been waiting for is here. Meanwhile, Moderna also applied to the FDA for full approval of its vaccine, and Johnson & Johnson hopes to do so later this year. Hawaii's governor asked Monday that visitors and residents reduce travel to the islands to essential business only while the state struggles to control COVID-19 as the highly contagious Delta variant spreads in the community. Uh, governor Dave David Ige wants to curtail travel to Hawaii through the end of October. It is a risky time to be traveling right now, he said. He said restaurants' capacity have been restricted and there's limited access to rental cars. It's not a good time to travel to the islands, he said. Ige stopped short of a mandate saying it's a different time now than last year when strict travel rules that required quarantining essentially shut down Hawaii's tourism industry. Last year in March, when I first asked for visitors to postpone travel to the islands, we saw 60% reduction in the traffic to Hawaii, Ige said. And then certainly ordering the mandate mandatory quarantine of all incoming visitors reduced travel to the islands by 99.5%. So what's the mindset? Do you think that you, um, if you were interested in going to Hawaii, do you go now and try to work with what they have going on because there's not going to be that many people Fewer there? crowds? Right. Yeah. Or, or do you wait for everything to open up more fully? That's a good question. I mean, um, because depending on, if, if things keep heading in the wrong direction, remember Hawaii was like, if you come here... <laughs> You stay in your hotel room for yeah, a week before you exactly. go anywhere. And they were yeah. very, very strict about it. So it's I'd a hate, gamble, right? I hate to have this reservation, to have all this money committed, <laughs> right. and then you go, and then they have to cheap. lock it down to your You're further, sitting so. in the Marriott. I might pass on my yeah. Hawaii vacation with that little warning. I, I think you're right. But I know some people are going to see this and go, hmm. hmm. Yeah. Things are different now with vaccines available and guidance from the CDC saying fully vaccinated people can travel domestically. Ige says he supports the Honolulu mayor uh, they, who announced to restrict indoor gatherings to 
to 10 people and outdoor gatherings to 25 people. Uh, the rules take effect on Wednesday, and he said they do apply to weddings and other events that people may be traveling in for. Um, multiple Oahu hospitals have filled their regular beds as COVID-19 cases pour into emergency rooms. The city set up a 25-cot tent outside the Queens Medical Center West Oahu on Friday to help handle the influx. In sports this morning... The Phillies, who took two of three from the Padres in San Diego over the weekend, were off last night and return home tonight as they open up a two-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays have the best record in the American League, while the Phillies are in second place and four and a half games behind the Atlanta Braves in the National League East. Ranger Suarez will get the start tonight. Game time is scheduled for 7.05. In college football, the Big Ten Conference announced its COVID-19 forfeiture policy, saying the conference games would not be rescheduled if they are unable to be played on their scheduled date. According to the policy, the game would be considered considered a loss for the team impacted by the virus and a win for the opposition in conference standings. If both teams are unable to participate because of COVID-19, it would be declared a no contest. And in tragic news, Jimmy Hayes, who won a national hockey championship at Boston College and played seven seasons in the NHL, died at the age of 31. Oh, man. A law enforcement official said medics were called to the Hayes home in the Boston suburbs where he was pronounced dead. No other details were disclosed. Kevin Hayes, Jimmy's younger brother, is a center for the Flyers. Jimmy Hayes plays 330 four games in the NHL and had 54 goals and 55 assists, playing for the Florida Panthers, Boston Bruins, and New Jersey Devils. Hayes is survived by his wife, two young children, four siblings, and his parents. And that's what I have for you this morning. The only thing I read about this morning was they said it wasn't suspicious, and that's yeah. the only bit of information I saw about that. Only so. 31, and his kids oh, are three and a couple of months old. Oh, and it's just awful. It's just, awful. just sad. Up that's and down. Awful. All right, well, we will move on from that terrible news with a reset. Uh, new work week ahead of us. I know we're a day late here, gang, but that means fewer letters to keep track of for the Word of the Week prize, so we have a $300 Hens and Honey Shop gift card. No, Hands and honey. That's right. Casey's favorite soap. Yeah. His, oh. his outdoor shower Mango soap. coconut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they are in downtown Swedesboro, so we'll do the uh, letter at the end of the program. <laughs> and we'll have some other goodies uh, to give away. We have Meet Need today. Our friends from Stella Artois are uh-huh. sending over Saloon 151. Uh, they're in Westchester, and uh, they're going to bring by some goodies, so we'll let you know what we have to give away a little bit later on when they arrive. We have some guests on the show as well. Awesome actor, Vincent D'Onofrio. Love him. Will be on the program today. He's got a book out called Mother <laughs> Stuffing Things. Uh, and it's just kind of musings. What, whatever's on his whatever's mind. Whatever's on his mind. Uh, so we'll talk to Vincent, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio around 9 o'clock. And right after that, we follow up <laughs> with another award winning actor, Larry the Cable Guy. One of our favorite interviews. Yeah. We always, you often recount the Larry the Cable Guy hang up, and then he called back. And he had not said his phrase, and he called back specifically to say, get her done. And he, we're going to have to bring that up to him. It was a a long time ago. It's hilarious. And and the phone call, you know, we ended the interview, and like five minutes later, he called back, maybe even longer. (laughs) And he's like, I just realized I forgot to tell you guys, get her done. And we're like, oh, my God. (laughs) The fact that he took the time. It was hilarious. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll talk to Larry the Cable Guy uh, today as well, because he's going to be performing uh, just outside of Harrisburg, and he's uh, promoting that's the Hollywood Casino at Penn National Racecourse uh, coming up in early September. So, 
Uh, we'll get to these things and more uh, through oh. the course of the program. Yo, I'm do, forgetting do we something? Mean, no, no, no. Do we mention it as Tattoos Day today? Oh. We did not. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate okay. that. All right, so we have a chance for you to win a tattoo. $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So get on that now. Just text the word tattoo to 39333, and at the end of the show, we'll uh, randomly choose a winner, and then you're on your way to South Street 29, uh, I'm sorry, 1729 South Street, to be more specific, to get some ink work done. Preston and Steve style from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. All right, so let's break. Let's come back in a second. We'll roll out those entertainment stories. We'll give some things away with the stupid question and dive right into it. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the Stupid Question Prize pair of tickets to see Kings of Leon. And it is the Say When You See, or no, the huh? When You See Yourself tour. Uh, and this is going to be Sunday, BB&T Pavilion. The question that I have for you, I had this uh, thought this weekend, and I think you guys will like this. In movies, what is the standard telephone number Prefix that is usually used. Yes. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. In movies, what is the standard telephone number prefix that is usually used? Sometimes they deviate from that. Yes. But for the most part, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about if you know it. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. Today is Tuesday, August 24th. Go through some birthdays today. we got some good ones. Dave Chappelle's birthday. Ah. Uh, Dave Chappelle turns 48 years old today. His, his last Netflix special was so effing good, yeah. so funny from beginning to end. And, you know, everyone at one point was laughing or uncomfortable or but what he, but he, 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 the audience is brought together in a way that's so cool. And, and he does what he does. He, he does what a great comedian is supposed to do. Nice. 48 years old today. Craig Kilborn. Craig Kilborn. Remember him? Yes. Oh, yeah. I follow him on Instagram. What is, what does he do now? He he sits around and drinks brandy a lot. <laughs> I, I haven't seen him in a long time. Remember we so had so. him in the studio, yeah. and I remember years ago when he started The Daily Show, the word was he was difficult to work with and all that stuff. He came in here, could not have been nicer. Yeah. And, and was, we were, I was a little bit on eggshells because of that sure, reputation. Sure, yeah. You know, Understandably he was, he was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marissa? Remember he hosted the Tiger King follow-up show? Nope. No. I don't remember that. Craig Kilborn? Yeah. I, I believe you, but oh, I that, just didn't see it. There was a follow-up show where everybody did interviews, and I think he was a host of it. Okay. Oh, all right. So I think he's doing, like, Netflix stuff like that. All he's right. 59 years old today. Actress uh, Marley Maitland, who is uh, hearing impaired, uh, 1987, won the Best Actress Oscar for Children of a Lesser God. She's in that new movie that's on Apple TV. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, most of the cast is deaf press, and it's getting yeah. rave reviews. Yeah, she's... Uh, what's the, the name of that, Nick? Do you I, know? I, I don't, is it Coda? I, yes, that's it. It's Coda. And she is the parent a deaf parent of a, a singer. Right. And so the, the conceit is that this, how, how has the singer become so successful and uh, gotten so much support from her parents who've never heard her sing? Right. 
Nice. Uh, she is 56 years old today. Uh, actress Anne Archer. Always uh, liked her. Who looks like she's been in almost all of <laughs> the Jack Ryan movies. Uh, Patriot Games, Claire and Present Danger, Rules of Engagement. Uh, she's Man, the wife. Man of the House. Was that one, too? It sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, but she was also in Fatal Attraction. Right. She was the wife who finally says, you know, yeah. she takes out Glenn Close finally. That the 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 scene where uh, she Glenn Close is like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell yeah. your wife, and he goes, Well, here, and he hands the phone to his wife. Yeah. Like, Whoa, dude! All <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. She ain't messing around. Uh, she is 74 years old today. Vince McMahon, WWE mastermind. Uh, celebrates his 76th birthday today. The guy's a genius. Well, was he a wrestler as well? I believe he was. He had to have yeah, been, right? I mean, he's a huge dude. Yeah. He's actually he got... didn't get huge until later, though, man. Really? Yeah, I mean, back when, when I... When he started eating waffles. He was eating a lot of... Well, you know, what, what today's is today? National Waffle Day. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I... But I don't know. I, I watched in the 80s, right? The right. Mean Gene Okerlund and Hulk he, Hogan days. He would get in the ring, though. Um... Wouldn't he? I mean, as a as not, back, like a manager not back then. Or, um, I mean, like he. I remember him getting being in the ring. Not like he was going to be wrestling someone else, but no, ended no. up in a tussle. Exactly, yeah. Marissa. Exactly. I messed up. It was Joe McHale. Oh, there oh, you go. Joe right. McHale. All right. The programming Joe note: not Craig Kilborn. <laughs> Joe McHale. Snoop Daily Show. <laughs> Dang it. Of all days. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyhow, Vince McMahon is uh, 76 years old today. Cal Ripken Jr. Wow. Yeah. Baltimore Orioles uh, had the longest consecutive games record at 2,632. Uh, he had broken uh, Lou Gehrig's record of 2,130. He doesn't like Nick very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? He came around. Yeah. He came. Uh, anybody? So, so does that record still stand or is it better? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's considered one of the unbreakable records. Is it anybody was. even close at this no, point? No, probably so, not. No, because people take rest days all the time now. Like, you know, they have all these these different metrics where they're not like, encouraged no. to do what he did. And so that's probably why it'll never so be broken. him, uh, DiMaggio's uh, hit streak. Yep. Uh, I know those two are considered. Maybe I, there's one from Gretzky that uh, yeah. I think is considered unbreakable. Gretzky has like all the NHL records. Right. I think um, hitting 400 again probably would be pretty difficult. But uh, yeah, Cal Ripken's record is probably the most uh, least likely to get broken. All I remember about this guy when he was here was yes, uh, him and Nick had something that when that happened, and his eyes. He had super blue eyes. He had yeah. eyes. Beautiful eyes. Yep. Nick was merely <laughs> positing the notion that to get him to that point, they were they, they were sort of <laughs> no no no. Here's what I asked. I asked. Um, he was grooved a pitch in a yeah. uh, uh, all star game. All star game. So it was a, a pitch that didn't count in a major league baseball game. Right. It was an all, an exhibition game. The all star game. It was and his he, last and, game. Right? And it was yeah. his last yeah. all star game. And he hit a home run. Now. What is still difficult, even if you know what pitch is coming, to be able to connect with that pitch and hit a home run is very, very difficult. Oh, However, yeah. he was grooved that pitch. It's been it's been vetted since then. <laughs> and I, I asked him about it, and he didn't really like me. We have his response, Nick, if you want it. You! That's pretty much what he thought, yeah. Uh, but getting back to the Orioles here, so the... Uh, New Era Baseball. Have you guys seen? So they had this gimmick this year where they took all the logos from the baseball teams and they put them upside down on the baseball caps. Have you guys seen this? No, at I haven't all? seen that. Yeah. So the Phillies P is upside down. Have you guys seen the Orioles logo? No. It's freaking hilarious. So they they took the Orioles logo that the the Oriole, yeah, the cartoon Bird. Oriole, yeah, right, and they flipped it upside down <laughs> and it looks like Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> really? Low his hair. Because of the hair. 
Yeah, it oh does. It does. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's hilarious. That's pretty funny. And it's orange, too. Yeah. Yep. That's perfect. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr., 61 today. Steve Gutenberg. Ah. Legend. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I love Steve Gutenberg. Uh, we had that, him on recently. Yeah, yeah, and he was talking about his, I think, like his um, oh, no, uh, cameos, uh, videos yeah, that he does, something. stuff like that. It was, yeah. So he plays, a, he's been playing a teacher on the Goldbergs, science oh, teacher. Nice. And uh, uh, there's word, believe it or not, that there is another Lavalantula oh my God. in the works. Oh, my so. God. Uh, he turns uh, 63 years old today. Uh, Stephen Fry, British actor. Great. Uh, yep. Uh, Gosford Park, V for Vendetta, uh, Bones. Do you uh, know, it, it, listen, if you ever get a chance on YouTube, watch any one of his lectures. He's, he's a deep thinker. He's very intelligent, yeah. yeah. He's uh, 64 today. Ah, Rupert Grint. Great. Uh, Ron Weasley from Harry Potter, but... On the show Servant. So good. He's outstanding. He's excellent. He is so good on that show. It's a weird, quirky cast. It's a really strange, it's an M. Night Shyamalan yeah. show. So it's it's very dark and, and twisted. He is excellent on that show. Yeah, and I, you, you can't help but really dig his character. Oh, my God. Uh, because, and he's kind of nasty. And oh, he's totally. Kinda, he's, he's sort of effed up and... But it is cool. I don't like anyone on that yeah, show. Yeah. I love that show, but everyone has something about Some, that. I'm he, like, oh my god. He yeah. was sort of the first where you were. I, I, at least for me, I was like, oh, man, what? Like what? Yeah. And then, and then as it goes on, yeah. you're like, oh god, here he is again with uh-huh. like wine in his hand. Now he's and doing he drugs. Constantly <laughs> drinking, and yeah. he like constantly. gulps the wine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Right? And they're drinking like you know wine that's eight hundred dollars yeah. a bottle, right. and uh, yeah. So anyhow, Rupert Grint. Uh, is 33 years old today. Uh, and then the last birthday I have to highlight is a friend of ours, David Keckner. Oh, we need Anchorman. you. Anchorman. Yeah. No, I need you. I'm a mess without you. I miss you so damn much. I miss being with you. I miss being near you. I miss your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss your scent. <laughs> so he is uh, David Keckner, obviously champ, champ kind in uh, Anchorman, and uh, he is a uh, 59, super nice guy. He's great, yeah. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. In movies, what is the standard telephone number prefix that is used? 215-263-WMMR, the number, and we are going to go to, I believe, Andrew was first one in. Hey, Andrew, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Andrew, what is the standard telephone prefix used in movies? 555. You are correct. Hang on. Because it doesn't really, it's not used uh, by any telephone systems. So... Uh, Andrew, hang on the line, my man. We are going to give you uh, a pair of tickets to see Kings of Leon. They're going to be performing at uh, the BB&T Pavilion on Sunday. Uh, it says some tickets remain via Ticketmaster.com. What? Okay, so I have a little info sheet that has you know specific information that needs to be passed along. Let me read this verbatim for okay. you. Okay. So it says uh, a pair of tickets to see Kings of Leon, the When You See Yourself tour with Cold War, Sunday at BB&T Pavilion. Kids. Some tickets remain via Ticketmaster.com. Oh. Why is the word there's kids a, in there? There's a mistake. It's Cold War Kids is the name of the opening. Oh. 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 They, oh. they spaced it out. Hey, kids, get this. Kids. Yeah. Some tickets remain. That's hilarious. Get hey, mister. <laughs> hey, kittens. Yeah. Hey, mister. So when they, hey, mister. <laughs> you said 
or it's written Cold War. with Cold War. <laughs> And then they left the kids' portion of that off until later in the conversation. Okay, good. I need a clarification on that. (laughs) All right. I loved that this story happened uh, over the weekend. My wife and I on Friday watched uh, the latest episode of uh, Ted Lasso. And when this came up, I was like, oh, (laughs) yes, excellent. So Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, the two actors have submitted an open letter with guidance how... Uh, Apple Plus could avoid legal action after the award-winning comedy Ted Lasso poked fun at their very real ownership of the Wrexham AFC soccer team. Uh, Reynolds tweeted out, Enough is enough, accompanied by the letter, which detailed just what needed to be done by Apple TV to avoid legal action for their egregious affront. In the episode, uh, Director of Communications for the team uh, and uh, Ted Lasso, so Higgins is yes, the director. He's great. Director. It's uh, played by Jeremy Swift. Commented that he couldn't tell for sure if Reynolds and McElhenney's ownership of the Wrexham AFC team was a joke or not. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so great. So uh, the duo own the team in real life, of course, and clearly it is not a joke, as their letter indicates in no uncertain terms by citing their very real ownership of the team. Now, it's written in the letter. It says, while we hold... The, the incomparable Jeremy Swift to no, in no ill regard and are honored to be mentioned on the platform that's brought us high-quality programming ranging from Mythic Quest Season 1 <laughs> to Mythic Quest Season 2. We must insist that you cease and desist from the casting of any doubt regarding our commitment to the club, the fans, and the entire Wrexham community. Uh, after affirming their seriousness and commitment to the team, It was uh, time to get down to business. So here's what they wrote. They said, to avoid legal action, please send two large boxes of Ted Lasso's biscuits to the race course ground (laughs) before the Rex AFC season begins on Saturday, August 21st at 3 p.m. So it was over the weekend. Uh, Thankfully, it didn't take long for Apple TV Plus to both respond and cave in to Reynolds and McElhenney's demands, and they did so in a way that is so wholesome and heartwarming, as as heartwarming as their show, heartwarming. Uh, They wrote, We, like our high-profile celebrity arbitration, just like Roy Kent, heard a hard packaging on the outside, but soft goodness on the inside, they wrote. Um, And, of course, no word from Wrexham AFC. They they wrote biscuits on the way, by the way. Uh, No word uh, from Wrexham AFC yet as to whether the biscuits arrived on time, perhaps more importantly, if they truly lived up to the level of enthusiasm that they uh, get on the series. So I was just talking to Casey before the show, Preston, and, and, you know, what a marketing opportunity to everyone who watches the show would love to take a crack at having one of those... Biscuits that Ted, Ted Lasso yes. makes every night for yep. the owner of the team. And every time you see them eating it, it's like, God, they look really good. And by the way, if you don't watch the show, biscuits meaning cookies. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Did you text Rob when you when you were watching I it? almost did. Rochelle yeah. was like, you should text him. And I'm like, I'm not going to. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be that guy because I'm sure he got <laughs> overloaded with uh, with messages from that. But it was we heard it. We were like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Well, what's even better is uh, we ended up watching or I ended up watching um, the Two Bears in One Cave podcast because uh, Bert and Tom were talking about the Preston Steve show. So I ended up watching it and they had brought up being at the Super Bowl parade with, quote, Rob McElerney. McElerney. <laughs> McElerney. <laughs> mm-hmm. I caught it too. He said it twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know. And he's like, right. I love Rob McElerney. I know. <laughs> I know it was great. 
All right, so anyhow, that's cool that they uh, those shows have crossed like that. I love it. Did you have to see just quickly, Preston? Also, the uh, he posted something on uh, Twitter. Oh, yeah. It was Rob McElhaney posting, and, and he's with the obviously they're filming the new season of It's Always Sunny, and so they're all giving a shout out to uh, to Rexham. Yeah, and he, he's forcing them to do that. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah. Glenn says, "Why should he?" And uh, he goes across the line, and when he gets to D, she starts to talk, and all you hear is an ostrich sound. Yeah, bird. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Big Bang Theory alum, uh, Mam Bialik, will serve as the first guest host of Jeopardy following Mike Richards' decision to step down. He departed his host after a backlash over resurfaced sexist comments on Richards' part. And there were also issues as well, most notably some discrimination suits filed during his time as executive producer on The Price is Right. Additional hosts are expected to be announced. Richards remains on board of Jeopardy as executive producer. Uh, Bialik was reportedly the top choice of host for the show, but she is having trouble squaring her schedule with the upcoming Call Me Cat production schedule. The Fox comedy is in its second season of shooting. Uh, she's going to serve as host uh, for Jeopardy's primetime specials as and uh, has said that if Call Me Cat doesn't get season three, uh, she would love to host Jeopardy full-time. Uh, but fan favorite Ken Jennings is also in consideration to replace Alex Trebek. I thought Ken did one of the best jobs of anyone. The way I see it, no one was an, a flat-out stinker. Everyone was able to rise to the challenge. I agree about Ken Jennings. I also think his status as GOAT gives him uh, extra cred. But uh, Mayim Bialik did a really solid job as well. Uh, you know who also did a good job? Katie Couric. But there's, yeah, there were good ones. But I mean, I just like Ken's kind He did it in an Alex-ish kind did. of way. He did. I agree. And if you watch the... the, the so they're showing uh, old Alex episodes while they're in the hiatus right now. Smooth as silk. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, mm. that's what you want. Yeah. I tuned in last night, Steve. It was an episode from 2009, and it yeah. was Alex at his prime. I mean, he was yeah. just... It was so... Uh, heartwarming to see him again and, and, and uh, you know, if, to watch it as if it were new. Um, I think Ken also brings, like, a, a, a personality to the show that um, a standard host doesn't quite do so. And I thought Robin Roberts was a great host, and, and George Stephanopoulos did a really good job, too. But they are TV hosts. You know what right. I mean? Like, they're not themselves hosting Jeopardy. I think Ken is Ken hosting Jeopardy. Right. So we'll see if he uh, if he might. It all depends on her uh, commitments uh, to her other show. Uh, almost uh, one year after losing her son, Chrissy Teigen is looking back on how far she's come and how far she still has to go. She shared on Instagram just reminiscing about New York a lot lately when things were simple. Uh, thinking about all the stuff I've done and been through, not just this year, but in my life. I'm slightly down lately. It kind of started when I was thinking about my book caption and typed out my third baby is here, as in cookbook, and then realized my third baby will never be here. Then I realized I threw myself into the book uh, to not think of the real, actual third baby. Uh, she added that she's not fully processed the loss of her baby Jack, adding now that I don't have the alcohol to numb it away, Things are just there, waiting to be acknowledged. And I guess what I'm saying here is life is so effing complicated. And get the lasagna. Wow, that was a roller coaster. Um, and also, Steve, there was another, there was a story, but I couldn't get it to To open, to the one I sent you? Open. Yeah, about her and yeah. I guess a hamster that has gotten lost in their house. A family pet got, got <laughs> into the wall <clears throat> of their house. And so, you know what she did? She cut a hole in the cut a hole wall, in the right? wall. Yeah, oh we, my God. I told you it happened to us. To you, that's when, why I thought and, you connect to it. For, yeah. Like for a year, every now and then we'd hear, <laughs> hear the scratching, and every once in a while you would see this fur ball run across <laughs> the carpet, and then it was gone. Yeah, uh-huh. we, that thing died somewhere in our house somewhere, at some yeah. point. Seriously? It, well, it never, it never, never stank. We never found it, but yeah. you know, it had to have. So yeah. one yeah. more story about her. They were in town the past week. 
Oh, really? Chrissy Teigen, John Legend. Yeah, apparently he is opening up his tour here in October. So okay. he was practicing at the Met. Nice. So she was spotted at, like, Reading Terminal, and they were staying at the Four Seasons. So okay. she's down at that Rite Aid that's right there on 19th and Arch. Nice. So there's a few little photos. Uh, Philly Chit Chat, Huey Dillon, posted a few photos of her um, at the Reading Terminal Market. Nice. Now, quick, quick thing, because obviously she had some issues with social media, and I thought the modus operandi here was to take some time away from social media. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's such as the they draw can. of social media. Totally. But this is the kind of stuff that you, you know, you should post that's a little bit more fun and lighthearted than the other stuff. So. Agreed, sir. Uh, Kim Kardashian and ex-Kanye West are keeping things friendly, but they are not going to get back together, sources tell people. Oh, what, uh, what's this? I missed, I missed the first part. Uh, they, they're being friendly, oh. but uh, they're not getting back together. So yeah, some, yeah. some people think that, you know, because they're hanging out that uh, they might hook back up. But some fans are still holding out hope. Uh, there was an Instagram story, a photo of her car radio while streaming some Donda tracks. Some Donda tracks. From her iPhone, all named Donda Mix Test .606. Donda. The pair were spot, also spotted grabbing lunch together in Malibu on Friday. An insider told people, Kim and Kanye have a friendly relationship. It's always been important to Kim. Have a good relationship with Kanye. They are not getting back together, though. She's accepted his lunch invitation earlier this week because they are at a point now when they can hang out. There are no hard feelings. And they really do love Arby's. So uh, that's, really? that's where they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the beef and cheddar is yeah, pretty bad. They do have the meats over there. Arby's, yeah. I have a story about someone changing their hair. <laughs> Billie Eilish chopped off her long blonde shag on Monday. Was her hair long? The bad. It it was. It was the same. It was like shoulder length, no? Right. So I think think she cropped it a little bit. I think the big change is when she dyed it blonde. The bad guy singer took to uh, her Instagram story to show off the chin length bob with bangs that makes her look like a dead ringer for her (gasps) mother. That's her bob. Eilish shared shots of her mom, Maggie Baird. Uh, shorting a uh, sporting a similar do with the caption like my mama. Billie Eilish is very pretty. I think just naturally pretty, and uh, uh, it's um, it's weird. I, I, the color, <laughs> it's a very unnatural blonde, Kathy. Is it not? Well, it's I'm... bleach. She bleaches it. Okay, it's completely bleached. Yeah, she looks like a very pretty, incredibly bored girl. She really does. I mean, or almost about to fall asleep <laughs> yeah. all the time. All the time. Yes, but I, well, I saw an interview day. with her once. I think it was, it might have been Ellen. And like, it, it, I, you know, I guess. Was it like it, pulling teeth? Yes. Yeah. It was like pulling teeth. Did they actually and, end up pulling teeth? Well, and, and she was, I, I, I think it was, um, Ellen does this thing where when she's interviewing a guest, she puts people in this little like end table. Right. And they jump out of it. And Billie Eilish was the one that jumped out. So she was in on like the, you know, she, she said yes to the joking right, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. all that. But then. Ellen tried to talk to her after, and it was, like, literally yes-no answers. Hmm. I don't think she said more than three words. Billie Eilish was, was like, the one who jumped out to scare people? Yes. I couldn't think of a worse person to scare somebody. Right? <laughs> ah. She did this uh, series of interviews every year on uh, for Vanity Fair, and she answers the same question year after year, uh, and they put it out on her birthday. I and remember that. Yeah, it's uh, it's another look into her. Um, so if you're on the fence on Billie Eilish, watch that because she it's a little more insightful. Does she uh, actually like talks? And- yeah, yeah, and she yeah gives she has some really, fun with it. Really thoughtful answers, and yeah, and has some fun with it too. So yeah. she's yeah she's mercurial. You don't always know what right. you know what you're gonna get with her, but I, I do uh, I dig her. She's a big fan of The Office. I know that. 
Well, let's dive into The Bachelor and Bachelorette and all that good stuff. I watched. We haven't, we haven't I, done that in a while. I watched Bachelor in Paradise last night, Preston. Oh, you did? Uh, I, for some reason, I was. It was on after uh, Wheel of Fortune. That's why. And so, exactly. So I'm there, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me let me be in this world because I wanted to see David Spade. He's the host. Mm-hmm. And I, I, well, I watched it for a long time. I never saw David Spade. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I wasted my time. And this is the Sex Island. This is Sex right? Island. This mm-hmm. is the all the the people from former Bachelor and Bachelorette shows congregating on this island. And, uh, man, is it stupid. Well, according to fan theories, Claire Crawley and Dale Moss got married in a secret wedding over the weekend. Uh, Celebrity gossip account Dumois posted the first reports, uh, and they came from a tipster. The first claim simply said Claire and Dale are married. They did it in secret but filmed it with a small crew and serious NDA. Uh, Negotiating with print outlet to coincide with streaming wedding special. Uh, meanwhile, the second tipster confirmed this report saying, yes, Clarendale are married, and added that the couple hope to have babies ASAP. So look at how serious that NDA was that we know the story about them getting married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the pair have not denied nor confirmed the reports, but fans have also spotted Moss wearing a wedding ring. Uh, meanwhile, Bachelorette Katie Thurston is responding to critics of her for posting about a marijuana-infused edible. Uh, she had apparently uh, written on Twitter on Sunday, I just took an edible laying on the floor in my living room surrounded by my responsibilities all while listening to medication music on Spotify and how are you? And one user commented, not a very good role model to younger viewers. Oh, are the, the bachelorettes now role models? <laughs> and then she wrote back, because I'm consuming a legal drug at a legal age within a legal state, but others were more supportive of her, so... You uh, go, girl! Yeah, right? <laughs> I love you! Hey, uh, in other news, it's unclear how long uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland have truly been dating, but this summer, they finally appear to be ready to fly slightly above the radar. <laughs> After being busted in PDA mode by photographers at a stoplight, the pair <laughs> were seen celebrating... Uh, their friend Josh Flores' wedding Sunday in Simi Valley, California. Following guest uh, Esteban Camarillo shared a shot on Instagram story. Other videos of them dancing and clapping along appeared on fan accounts as well. Uh, meanwhile, Holland responded to a leak of Spider-Man No Way Home's first trailer on social media over the weekend. Uh, the copies have been pulled, but uh, bootlegs do exist. And then released last night at midnight. Yeah, they officially yeah. came yeah. out with it again. Uh, Holland himself appeared to address the leak with a simple but to-the-point message on his Instagram story that said, you ain't ready. But apparently we are because they did release it. Of course, last night. everyone's badass. ready, yeah. And uh, they're uh, bringing in Doctor Strange pretty heavily and a lot of multiverse stuff. It looks awesome. Yeah, Doc Ock is in this yeah. one. Yeah, from Melina. Back, Dr. Phil. Back as him. And Dr. Phil Dr. is J. finally yeah. a foe. You look like a, a big old spider. Yeah, so <laughs> should be pretty cool. Uh, let's see. You know what? What? I'm going to put this here in the celebrity news. Steve sent me this uh, this story over the weekend about a guy that we have referenced many times over the year, and it's disturbing. Yeah. Peter North, the porn star. Okay. is accused of beating his estranged wife at least 11 times in over two years and then allegedly raping her shortly oh. after one of his two oh domestic violence arrests. Yeah, <gasps> this is messed up, man, and it sounds like... It's the deal. Yeah. Uh, Nadia North uh, said that uh, she thought she was going to die 
during one of the alleged assaults in early December 2018 after she tried to leave her husband and he found out. She had the presence of mind to record audio of the alleged attack on her phone and slid the phone under her bed. In the recording, which was published by the Daily Beast, a man's voice, purportedly that of Peter North, uh, whose real name, by the way, is Alden Joseph Brown, is heard laughing, singing Jingle Bell Rock, and confessing to nearly beating her to death. So apparently on the audio, I haven't heard it. I've just no, read neither the, I've I read the transcript yeah. that says, you're looking at me like, what the F is he on? Uh, and, uh, I'm on a high, high on life. I always just wanted to make you happy, and I'm so sorry for everything that I've done to upset you, especially physically or emotionally scar you or almost kill you, he oh said. Oh, my God. Um, and it was one of at least 11 alleged assaults between March 2017 and June 2019. Nadia North told the Daily Beast that she suffered broken ribs, multiple bruises all over her body, a head contusion, a spinal injury, and at least five concussions. It's, it's brutal stuff. The Daily Beast said in its exclusive report published on Saturday that it observed numerous police reports, hospital reports, court documents, audio recordings, text messages, and photographs oh. of Nadia's bruised body that corroborate her abuse allegations against Peter North. Uh, he has been in porn since 1983, appeared in thousands of porn films. The two married in March 2017, and Nadia said he quickly became controlling and violent. He was arrested twice in June 2019 in connection with domestic violence charges. Shortly after making bail for the second arrest, he allegedly attempt, uh, emptied the bank accounts and told Nadia... Uh, a, and told Nadia that uh, she was a good girl and she could have some money. Two months later, in August of that year, the situation became desperate for Nadia, uh, who had a mold leak in the house and she didn't have money to fix it. She begged Peter to give her money for a hotel. They met up to uh, look at the mold. She said uh, he was just supposed to look at it and leave. I went upstairs to change my shirt. He said that he missed me. He decided he he then wanted me, and I told him no, and that didn't work. Wow. And that's when she said, Peter... Oh, my God. Yeah, Uh, she said he told me that it was my fault and not to tell anybody because I was the one who broke the restraining order and deserved it. So, wow, wow, man, messed up stuff. So I don't know what the status of, as of now, of anything legal going on between those two. No, certainly. I mean, if there are tons of police, I don't know how you could have had. But, you know, the same thing happened with O.J., the, the police had responded to his house a number of times for domestic abuse uh, allegations, and there was physical proof against Nicole Brown Simpson, and yet nothing came of that. I, but Peter I just, was arrested two times, so there's there's mugshots, yeah, yeah. and there's police, right. there's, there's so a full deal. Why didn't he do time for that? Yeah, it's a good question. Mm. I don't really know, but that's, uh, wow, did not know that. Uh, let's see. All right, here's another story of somebody crossing the line. Buffy the Vampire Ugh. star alum Nicholas Brendan was arrested for obtaining drugs by fraud in Indiana. He was caught driving erratically, and when police pulled him over, uh, they say they noticed him sweating profusely and appeared nervous due to visibly racing pulse on his neck and shaking hands. Imagine you seeing like, p- p- pulsing on someone's neck. They're so strung out. Uh, this He played a character called uh, um, Xander, and I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I loved his character. This This would, if you were to ask me who would turn into a raging drug addict, uh, all of that show. I would not have picked him, but here you go. So he then gave the police a California ID with the name Kelton Schultz. They say he claimed that Kelton was his twin, and then they found a small plastic bag that contained crystal and powder residue and a pill bottle and a bag with a medication prescribed to Nicholas Bender. Uh, and By the way, he does have an identical twin. 
More drugs were found, and he was arrested for failure to identify the obtaining prescription by fraud. He, wow. He, I mean, he is... He has gone. There have been issues of violence and so on and so forth. That drugs have clearly been ruling his life for the past, you know, 15, 20 years. Yeah. It's a sad story. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter is getting remarried. Now, Kathy, your favorite. Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> to Francie Frame. That's what I was waiting Francie for. Francie Frame. Uh, next Mr. week, Frain. they're going to get married. And uh, TMZ reports that his daughters. Uh, Cecily and Bonnie Chapman are not invited to the wedding. That's a little disturbing. A little discord in the dog family. Yeah, the pair theorized <laughs> that it may be a personal issue and that they may remind him too much of his... Uh, they may remind him too much of his oh late wife Beth. He doesn't yeah. want her there. Is that he, any reason to not? He doesn't invite... want them there because uh, I no. It sounds pretty stupid to me. Here's a guy who seems he's pretty much together. <laughs> <laughs> what could have gone wrong? Yeah, with the mullet and the big sunglasses oh and the, remember they God. had that whole racist uh, comment thing. God, I hated that show. Yeah. I just absolutely However, hated the fact that that show was successful. Lest we forget, it provided you with a great Halloween costume. It was one of the best yeah. Halloween yeah. costumes that my wife and I ever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, took on so you know I, I got to give him that on that on that level, like uh, pawn stars. I yeah. when they're actually doing the pawning, I love the show. Yep. When they're doing anything around it, which Agreed. is obviously so orchestrated, yep. it's horrible. Hey, what are you doing with that yeah. sword over there? Uh, Let me show you how to use don't that. Don't swing thing. it like that. You're gonna oh, you hit the sprinkler <laughs> system. <laughs> 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 that is exactly yeah. it. Yeah, but when. When he's actually going, when they're going yeah. through the uh, the items and yeah. discussing the, the history of them and the value of them, that's what I enjoy about that show. He was out, um, you know, they were looking at a Sherman tank, believe it or not. No. It, was, it was a great episode. No. God, you know what? So, so when Dog the Bounty Hunter was at its height, it actually inspired a couple of other shows to take people that kind of decided to use that type of, of dress, that right, appearance. Right. Do you remember possibly the <clears throat> biggest... The stupidest thing I've ever seen was called Billy the Exterminator. <laughs> I do remember oh that. Oh, my yeah. God. So he wore leather and all this stuff. He made... And he would come in to clean it, you know, to get rid of possums and so, mm-hmm. Oh, my... He made was, Dog the Bounty Hunter look like Kelsey Grammer. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what uh-huh. that explosion, that reality show yeah. explosion <laughs> led to Billy the Exterminator. Who was the dude who would uh, freehand fish for snapping turtles? He had his own show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't oh, show. That was a great show. Like, the guy would just, in murky God. water, yeah. reach down... Yeah. And yank out snapping turtles. I don't turtles. know why, man. I found that compelling. <laughs> Did you? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I, you Here know, he is. I, I just said that was a great show. I'm turtle wrong. Man. It was not a great show, but it was fun to watch. The snapping turtle had more teeth than he did. Yeah. I, I mean, guess this guy got success because of that the carp show where they did ba- basically the same thing. Really? They, yeah, they put their hands into mud yeah. and pull out carp. And well, stuff. Turtle Man actually... Got his first starter funding. He worked uh, closely with Elon Musk on, right. <laughs> yes. on, the, on the Tesla. God, I remember yeah. seeing, like, uh, flipping around. I'm like, okay, here's a show about people. I mean, a reality show about people using metal detectors. <laughs> yeah. A lot of TV channels out there. Wow. Okay. In our in our history on the show, we've been approached a few times about a reality show. And, and, and uh, man, oh, man, it's... Like that won't be interesting. It's just, it's just we're, we're not that interesting. No, we're not. We don't hunt for snapping turtles. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they might try to make us do something right, yeah, like that right? just to 
great gain some what interest. You, with Bill standing on the roof. And, what you God boys doing out there? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're ready to move on to the clips. So, in the present-day Candyman reboot, an artist who uses the urban legend as inspiration for his artwork spirals out of control and his sanity quickly deteriorates. In this clip, star Yahya Abdul-Mateen shares what he considered to be his own personal Candyman as a child. Being afraid of the police, you know, growing up, you know, for all of the reasons that, you know, history would tell us to be afraid. I remember driving in, driving in the car and it's like, okay, they go to police, don't look. Police was like my Candyman, you know, growing up. Uh, other other than the actual Candyman. I brought you some candy. Do we know who's playing Candyman in this one? Uh, I don't know. Tony Todd was the actor who played um, Candyman in a number of uh, the movies, all the movies, uh, mm-hmm. and and did a great job. The first one is excellent. I, is it is it he himself who plays the Candyman? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. He plays a guy named Anthony McCoy, Steve. I don't know if that is Candyman yeah. or not. But this guy was in um, Watchmen. He was... Uh, the yeah, he was he, he was uh, he was oh, uh, Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. yeah, wow, uh, that was a great show. Yeah. Candyman hits theaters this Friday. Here's the next clip. The DC drama show Star Girl just kicked off its highly anticipated second season. In this clip, uh, star Breck Bassinger shares her experience with using a staff as a prop. It was definitely a, a creative process trying to figure out how the, the staff was going to work, even from like. The actual physicality of it, like it started off as the beautiful, intricate stuff and it ended up just being a light beam that they visual effects and the, the details after. Shut up, dummy. New episode of Stargirl <laughs> airs tonight, 8 p.m. on the CW. I have not watched it. When is the boys returning? When is that happening? Do so we have that, any idea? We have actually, I believe, gone past the point where it would be back, but uh, it should be anytime soon because season... Three is highly anticipated. Very much I mean, so. it's been stellar. I'll, I'll tell you, um, you know, they're bringing on some great new characters, and it looks really good, and I'm chomping. But I, I'm tired now. I'm tired of waiting for Stranger Things yeah. and the boys and I all know. this stuff. Yep, yep. I, I give up. Uh, that is the entertainment report uh, for today, my friends. We'll have more entertainment coming in the world of Hollywood tomorrow. Uh, but speaking of Hollywood, you know what we have? We have a screening Wednesday of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Whoa. So I want to tell you mm. what it's I've been hearing. U- King of Prussia, by the way. About Shang-Chi is that it is funny in the way Thor Ragnarok was, exciting, uh, amazing fights, the most action of any MCU movie yet. I like amazing stuff. And a, a new a new super amazing character is born. I mean, obviously, this character's been around in the comics for years, but in the the film world, it's going to thunder. All right, we know what we're going to do. We are going to take five callers right now, and we're going to give you those passes. So 7 p.m., UA King of Prussia hits theaters on Friday, September 3rd, but you get to go see Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings this Wednesday. Uh, 215-26... Wait, is that this Wednesday? No, no, September 1st. Next Wednesday. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. So five callers. Let's get you in the theater. All right, we'll take care of you. Let's take a break. Come back a little bit. Vincent D'Onofrio's on the show. Larry the Cable Guy is joining us. We have Saloon 151 stopping in with some stuff to give away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right. And this month's band is the Age of Truth. 
Age of Truth, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Hey, good news as you're driving into work this morning. Philadelphia has landed at the top of a national list. This is great. Philadelphia is known as number one in rodent sightings by homeowners and renters. God, do you remember a few years ago? Uh, by the way, this was from the uh, analysis of the 2019 Census Bureau housing data. You know, we think um, sometimes you'll see them, Preston. They'll drop off those census, tiny census forms for the rats to fill out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you remember several years ago there was video yeah. inside a restaurant in Center City? And it wasn't the their fault. They had, there was a, oh, a yeah. break There was a break in a, and it's a wonderful restaurant, there was a break in the uh, sewage pipe underneath uh, unbeknownst to them, and rats started coming out into the complex. But I remember at that time, then you started getting more reports and a little bit of an expose on on the rat issue in the city. Well, what they said, Preston, in the article is that at the beginning of the pandemic, the rats who would normally hang out at the business where people were realized right, there was nothing right, going on. Right. So basically followed them home. So this is actually a... The amount of rats in residential settings has increased dramatically. So, Steve, all the rats were hanging around the corner talking with each other, yeah. and they said, "Hey, what do you want to well, do? What are, what are we gonna do?" Yes, yeah, so they had to figure I out. Can't something. find any freaking food. <laughs> something to kill some time. Hey, I got an idea. Let's go to where they live. Uh, yeah, it says even before the <clears throat> pandemic, the Philadelphia metropolitan area took the undesirable distinction among the 15 most populated areas as having the highest percentage of residents who spotted rodents in their homes during the last 12 months. So what about you we guys? were already there. Were, what? You, were you having a, a, a... You live right off of a big farm field, though. Right. So do you have a lot of field mice that get into the house? Uh, no, not into the house. Okay. I, I've never seen a rodent inside our house. Uh, I, I will. Every now and then I'll, I, I've seen one out in the yard, and I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was a mouse or a mole. You know, you just yeah. see a thing go by, uh-huh. but I assume they were they were mice. It was, somebody told me we actually we mentioned this not that long mm. ago. Of a, it's it's not a mole, but a different kind of a burrowing um, rodent that can be. And I found out like our neighborhood had a little run of it. Really, I, I forgot it was something I had never heard of. Okay, but I, I wish I could be. More clear on that, but I, I don't a remember. Panther? What it was. No, oh, it was not a panther. <laughs> in college, uh, my boyfriend at the time, his house had squirrels in the uh, roof. Yeah. So, but you would hear them like playing, like at night. You would it, so the it, there was a slanted roof, yeah. and they would run down the slant and then crash almost into the wall, and then you'd hear them run back up, like They'd scurry back. Yeah, up. Yeah, like they were playing, like they were mm-hmm. they were going down a slide or something. Yeah, it was, I mean, listen, I was horrified now that I think about it, and I don't live in a house with squirrels. Um, it's kind of funny that they but, were actually playing up there. Kathy, you know when you're trying to sleep and you're hearing that sound oh, and you're God. hearing anything, uh, you know, inside the oh, walls, or, it, it drives you crazy. Uh, but the fact that we have, and apparently, so any of you, any of you guys, Casey, oh, yeah. Kathy, do you have, have, you have, you have an issue with the vermin getting into the house? Not, yeah. No, and, but I do, I mean, I do have two cats, so, yeah. but I mean, I feel like if they got it, I would have found something right, dead. Right, right. Yeah, Connor have... found uh, a, a list of, of some rodents. It might have been a deer mouse that okay. I was thinking about. Yeah. Okay. 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 No, they don't, I don't think they <laughs> 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 we got a, We got oh, an eight-pointer oh. this week in my backyard. <laughs> what's a, uh, what's the difference between a mouse and a vole? 
You know what a vole? Yeah. No, that was it. Those were it was voles. Not, That's it. Not moles. Voles. I had never heard of those before. It's yeah. like yeah. a velvet. It. It's like a what? A velvet. It's like it's like an elephant with <laughs> yeah, a, a velvet. Okay. All right. Oh, a velvet. Um, that uh, was it, Nick. It was a vole. Yeah, I think a vole is just another kind of small rodent, but I'm not sure about that. It seems a lot more um, uh, like beefy, and a vole seems like a step down from yeah, like I mean, a deer mouse. A mole is, you know, blind as a mole rat or whatever, yeah. and they'll uh, burrow underground. Yeah, I mean, we've. We, I know, bet we have, you mice don't associate with voles. Well, you know, you, yeah. you don't want to run you with that crowd. You don't want to run your reputation. Uh, we, yeah, we have to have traps around our house. We had rats one year. Really? Which is a pain in the ass. Oh. Yeah. Did you actually find a rat in the house? Dude, and a rat trap mm. is no joke, man. Mm. Those things are oh, massive. It might as well be a cat trap. They're it, so big. They had to be set up uh, out in the garage and, uh, and really? around the garage. Yeah, and then the mouse traps are inside, and it sucks having to kill them, but you have to kill them. Right. We, um, I forgot that we do have our exterminator that we use has put traps, mouse traps yeah. out and around, uh, so maybe that's why I don't see them. Maybe we get yeah. them. I don't know. So we have nine cats, and that's our mouse there trap. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. yes. But I did, in fact, one night, not too long ago, a mouse made the critical mistake of getting into the house. And it was up in my room. Of course, of all the rooms, it's in my room. So I go in, and there's basically a convention of cats, Preston, in line. They look like the rock cats, and they're looking at one corner of the room. Right. And I'm like, oh, can I get this guy out? I'm going to try to free a buddy. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't do it. I, I Eventually, I had to go to sleep. Over the winter, we had a, a, a pretty bad mouse problem uh, down the shore. And we, uh, we saw mouse drop in our pantry, so we had to, Kathy, get rid of everything in the pantry. Yes. I mean, we, we, threw, we threw away everything, and then we ended up getting Tupperware. So now everything that gets put in, in the pantry gets put in Tupperware. But we also, we put out a bunch of uh, poison for the mice. You know what you could have done with the food, though, Case? I'm sure Nick would have taken it. No, you know, you're probably yeah. right, but I didn't feel like bringing it all back here. It's a nice, um, nice of you to think of me, though. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. um, but, dude, Steve, they ate... I don't know how many mice there were. They ate all of the mouse poison. I mean, like, we set out three mouse poison. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All of it. So, like, God knows how many mice were there. And then also, Steve, they chewed the line from my dishwasher to the sink. Yeah. And I had no clue why why the dishwasher was leaking until I took the dishwasher out from under the... I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You you try to take the humane, and I I will use humane traps, but if you are infested and they're gnawing on things, case like, you know, the line to your stove, Mm -hmm. you could have a major issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Here. We're getting a lot of people texting in about voles. Voles. And uh, voles are, where was one that says, uh, meadow voles are technically a field mouse. That's according to Exterminator. I knew it. Exterminator Joe. Uh, this one says, I get voles. They're like mini moles, star-shaped <laughs> noses. My cat that passed away in March at 17 years old was a great rodent hunter. <sighs> Dead bodies at least once a month in the front of my recliner. <laughs> How often do you guys... Uh, well, your, your cats don't go outside, though, do they? No, one does. Okay. And, right. and she, Mia, is a champion mouser. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, <laughs> I, I usually. Every couple have, weeks or. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every couple of days, actually. Every couple of days, it'll, wow. It'll, it'll, it'll nail. Uh, and, and again, it's the cat's doing what the cat's going to sure. do. Right. Yeah. How would Billy the Exterminator take care of a vault? That's what I was wondering. He'd blow up the house. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, I got an extermination issue over in Harley's <laughs> 
by the way, um, in the Philadelphia region, nearly 19% of housing units uh, reported sightings of mice or rats, a higher share than roughly the 11% that reported sightings in the New York metro area. So we're beating New York, which is routinely cited as rat mecca. That's oh, yeah. where pizza rat was from. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Hang on, I want to go. Uh, hang on, Mike wants to comment on moles. Hey, Mike, good morning. Yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Good, what's up, Mike? Voles. Voles are the biggest pain in the ass. You never want to get voles. Rats and mice are easy to get rid of. Voles, you have to have a cat or a, a lion or a, 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 <laughs> a lion. So, so, Mike, what, why why are voles so difficult, voles so difficult because to get rid of? They, they eat, they burrow into the, uh, they dig little holes in your lawn and they eat the grass roots. Yeah, the roots. The dreaded vole hole. Not somebody... they, eat, they eat the roots of certain plants. I've got these... Uh, forever roses out there, and they just keep eating the crap out of them, mm. and they, they, it just stunts their growth. So we're, we're we're looking at a picture here in the studio, Mike, of a of a split screen, and show one side is showing mole damage, and the grass is still pretty much intact. There are a couple of mole holes, and then on the other side it says vole damage, and yet it that area is devastated because they eat the roots yeah. of the grass. Well, yeah. Right, they eat the, they eat the roots of the grass, and it just kills all the grass. But mole, I mean mole. <laughs> They burrow and and the ground is raised slightly from the tunnels because they're so big and they eat grubs. If you get rid of your grubs, you get rid of the mole. Wait, they, they eat grubs? Yeah, moles eat grubs. Okay, yes. moles will eat grubs, <laughs> and that's we. You know, you could see a a mole mound because it's raised. Right. As they tunnel through, the dirt goes up. So the mole mounds that are next to the vole holes is where they're eating the grubs, Preston. <laughs> okay. Right. And what happens is the vole will go into the mole burrows. Oh, my God. Right. A vole will go into a mole hole? What about the troll hole? No, not the troll hole. That's, that's a whole different story. What about Hope Solo's butthole? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're just a pain in the ass to get rid of. I've, tr- I've been trying for years to get rid of them. There used to be this cat that lived next door. The people moved. They took their cat, and the voles have just exploded because uh, I, my, trust me. Yeah, no, I never Mike, heard did, did you ever try calling in an exterminator, or have you just been doing it on your well, own? Yeah, you know what? And all they do is just yank your chain and say, yeah, well, I could do this, and I could do that. And all they're doing is just, just, just sucking money at They make your money disappear. <laughs> but, but have you ever actually paid that money to see if they'll if it works? No, listen, okay. I tried everything. I tried, I tried rat, mouse poison, rat poison. They won't eat it. Somebody told me, I was even out there one, one night. My wife said, you, you're, 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 you're crazy. She, I look like an idiot. I'm out there. Somebody told me to get juicy fruit gum and break it up into little pieces. Oh, my God. Oh my that's God. amazing. I'm on my hands and knees, oh. breaking up, up juicy fruit gum. That's so great. You get your trap shined up, grab a stick of juicy fruit. The bulls are going to move you. Go back into the house before the neighbors call the cops or something because they think you're nuts. Oh, my God. Yeah, they would. Okay. Are you out there with your gum? Out here planting juicy fruit. (laughs) Your stupid juicy fruit. Okay. Wow. You know what? That's that's what an exterminator told me. He says, try juicy fruit gum. Dude, it was a prank. It was a practical (laughs) joke because you wouldn't hire him. 
Well, All right, here's what you need to do. You go outside and you shove tampons in each of those holes, and then you set them on fire. I got this guy on the hook. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go out. I'm going to get some night vision goggles. I'm going to get my, my stepson's 22, and I'm going to go you know, sit in the lawn chair out there at night. Well, I, just, yeah. I just shoot them as they come out. What you may want to try to do, though, is get a reputable... Yeah. Exterminator who can take Mike. care of the problem. Thanks for all the vol. Uh, Instead of a juicy yeah. fruit representative, the vol information. <laughs> no, and you I, know I, what? My, of, my exterminator works for Wrigley. Yeah, but speaking of exterminators, I need to know, like, because our mouse issue this past winter was so bad, and and we, I hope we killed them all, but I, I'd like to know how to prevent what happened this past winter. So because it was bad and it was gross. You're looking and, at what, what you can do to deter them. Now, what happens, obviously, is, is temperature changes are going to cause. Yeah. That, now, now, again. Well, we've also, there, there have do you been. Have a, you have a cat? No, okay. we had to we had to kill both our cats. Okay. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, they, well, they they had to try the new nail gun. No, the the last cat we had to kill uh, right as COVID was taken off. Um, yeah, he was sick. I had to make sure the nail gun worked. Before. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to waste wood. Right. You can't but like, it cost a lot of money to do that, so I had to choke him out myself, Kathy. It was oh my goodness. terrible. No. Um, uh, listen, um, I did I did not choke out my cat. No. Uh, we no, we, 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 you guys had a safe word. <laughs> we had. Um, I did. There was a uh, a crawl space in my house that there there was kind of an open space, yeah. right. and right. I think th- well, so we had a. Uh, the concrete work done. Right. Yes. We had them block that up. So okay. our, our so, exterminator came in, Casey, and she used uh, foam. And she found as many openings as she mm. could on the outside and filled in. And it's not That's what you do. That's but, what you do, though. You know, it, it has helped prevent uh, any mice from getting into the house. So I, I, maybe something like that would help with it with okay. the beach house. Uh, a lot of people are backing up our callers. Uh, uh, <laughs> juicy fruit? Juicy fruit claim. <laughs> Uh, saying it says true juicy fruit gum, uh, they they can't digest it and it kills them. What about big league chew? Uh, somebody said uh, juicy fruit one hundred percent works, hmm. and uh, so huh. yeah, there's a few of them. So kiss a little longer. I don't know why it would be that gum in particular. Yeah, not big red, yeah. or, you know, or, or fruit stripe. You know, fruit stripe them. is really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love know. fruit stripe. I know when you were a kid. Yeah, I would just swallow it. It would just eat it. It has fruit in the name. It would lose its it would lose its flavor in like ten seconds. It was good for a good ten seconds. Uh let me go to some other callers here. I'm gonna go to Joe. Hi Joe, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning again. What's up, Joe? Hey he's making out. Good man. All right, so I got rats in my backyard. I think when the exterminator comes and baits, they come for more bait. Oh, you think that they're that they're calling them in to your house, yeah, huh? I'm telling you, every time they, uh, then they, my neighbor, well, we're all, it's it's a very community thing now because everybody's seeing them. Because in the last couple of years, they've been doing work. Yeah. And so, tearing stuff up. God, you guys should. their way down. I have a crick out back of my house. <laughs> Joe, when they start to do work in an area, when they start to do any excavation or anything like that, you're going to upset all that and you will yes. have. Exactly. You, you will have the issue increase. Have you noticed a market increase in the amount of rats oh, you're yeah, seeing? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, the last couple of weeks I haven't been seeing too many because, well, my wife told me to stop. Cause I stop walking! Stop it! And, well, with Bird Scott, it was, it was very harmless. Um, uh, yeah, I, and I used a BB gun, too, but I actually watched them get caught in the rat traps a couple times. I caught four during the day. Yeah. Uh, and they're good-sized rats. Too. Joe's walking out with a 12-pack and uh, in a lawn chair, just sit there and watch the rat trap. With bird shot and a shotgun, unloading it into the into the lawn. But, 
Yeah, no, no, I, uh, I hear you, man. It's 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 weird because uh, you know what are you going to do eventually? Like Casey, you're saying if you start getting overrun, right? You're fighting an uphill battle. Casey's got mice. I got rats. Yeah, yeah, rats are a different animal. Well, he's man. A dog. Literally, <laughs> they're a dog. Yeah, rat. We have whales. Uh, oh, that's a different animal. That is a whole yeah. different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they're. You know, if you have to eat them, you can eat them, but I wouldn't eat a poisoned one. No, you, no they, uh, they say, and that's on the label, do not eat poisoned rats. <laughs> All right, good luck with that, Joe. All right, the boys love them? Yeah, the dogs. Daddy, oh, do we dogs. have any more of those poisoned poison. rats? Yeah, my dog will go out. She tries to dig underneath the shed, and she, she can't put her fat little body on there anymore. Well, okay. It's a big hole trying to get to them. All right, thanks, Joe. We appreciate All right, it. have a good day, guys. Right, you too. You. Have a good one. Uh, by the way, somebody texted in and asked if we could please make this rodent segment, if, if we could please name it, please name it the Volbeak. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's pretty good. I do like that. Um, all right, let me go. If, if you're just tuning in, uh, Philadelphia ranked number one in rodent sightings. <laughs> There's your Volbeat. This is our theme song for it. It's my favorite song. The Soul of Montez? Yeah. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. All right, hang on. I'm going to go to... Let me go to Dave next. Yo, Dave, good morning, sir. Hello. Hello. What's up, Dave? Nothing. I'm just dropping my kid off at her mother's. All right. Thanks for calling, bud. Take care. No, what do you want, bud? I had lived and renovated a house out in the country in Chester Springs, and I had a boxer and a chihuahua. In the middle of the house was the dog food. Our bedroom is at one end. I had a pool table room at the other. The rat was climbing through the... The, the pool table room, there was an opening in the wall that was unfinished. Stealing the dog food in the middle of the night and then scurrying off. Okay. Right. Without ever playing trying, pool. I, I would hear this thing. Yeah, right. I would hear this thing and I'd get up and I'd try and catch them, whatever. So at the pool table room, at that end of the house, there was a, you know, washer dryer. So I start smelling something. So I pull the washer and dryer out. You could literally fit as much dog food in the five, you know, five gallon bucket. So I hire a pest control guy. So wait one second. The, the, rat, the, the rat was moving the dog food behind the washer dryer. It was literally hoarding it. Okay. okay. Oh my god. It was just. It was filthy. So I got a pest control guy. Rather than traps, he sprinkled this powder around the entrance where they were climbing through. It was okay. powdered juicy fruit. <laughs> it was powdered dope. Okay. Anyway, so. I go, what if the rat fall? you know, what if the rat dies in the walls or whatever? So he's like, well, we don't want that. So about a week goes by. I couldn't take the rats anymore. It was, you know, creepy and gross and all that. I smell in the pool table room. I had a recliner, so I smell this awful smell. Mm-hmm. So I move, I moved the recliner, and there's a rat the size of a chihuahua with maggots crawling out. Oh! Ooh. All right, it was worth the wait. That's gnarly. I had eight acres, so I took a shovel, gagged a little bit, and flung it in the front yard for a coyote or whatever one to eat it. I'll just throw this out in the front yard. Yeah. yeah. Let, 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 the, let the coyotes eat it. What do I do with this maggot rat? Feed oh it to the God. coyote. In the front yard. In the front yard. Do we have him in the back? Matt and the neighbors are going to want to see this. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, that is a horrible story. Did I, you have, were you able to, to, to rid the problem? Or did, did, did the poison yeah, do it? Did they get rid of all of them? Uh, there were two. They were dead. There, okay. there was con- constant mice from all the farms around the area, but they did build a house on the uphill side behind mine, and I noticed once they built that, it did stir up all the the little roots. Yep, that'll okay. do it. That'll do it. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate that, it. That's the big fear, Preston, is when you, like with a mouse or anything that's in the house, if it does die somewhere and starts rotting... Listen, the grossest thing, I think the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life, I was probably in like sixth grade, all right, so um, we were uh, moving, so we were just staying in our apartment uh, in, for the time being, and so um, a woman, I was I was stepping out of the apartment, and a woman said, will you do me a favor? Right. There's a dead mouse over here, <laughs> and my daughter won't come outside because it's there, it's scary, right. she's a little girl. Will would you mind getting rid of that for us? I'm like, lady, I'm I'm in like sixth grade. I mean, yeah. you know, you're yeah. an adult. No, but anyway, so I said mm-hmm. yes. So I grab a tissue. I go over and I pick it up by its tail. As I pick it up, it oh. rotates around. Its entire stomach was gone and was filled with writhing maggots. Oh. Jesus Christ! And it stunk. Unbelievable! You cannot believe how bad it smells. Of, of just decay, and yeah. I immediately started gagging. It was probably the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm holding it in my hand, looking at these writhing maggots, and the it, it was just, enjoy your breakfast sandwich on the way into work this morning, <laughs> well, by the way, gang. Maggots just add another yeah. level oh. of grossness to anything. It's when God. you really care, you add maggots. <laughs> um, wait, but that last uh, long rat story reminded me of, the, remember the possum that was in my parents' house? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was dog food. It, it, it was a cat food. It was the oh, cat, cat food, food. Okay. And, and they were like, the cat isn't eating. Yeah, he's losing, losing so much weight. Right. Like, they're, they're, this might be the end. And they realized, they eventually realized it was the possum that was eating all the cat food. And also, remember my, uh, we had an exchange student at the time. Yes. And my dad was blaming the exchange student for the crap that was all over the bathroom and like smeared on the walls. Oh, oh he was God. like, I think it's Mike. And my mom was like, I don't think Mike's smearing crap on the bathroom What kind wall. of country does he come from? <laughs> Smears crap. I have this image of your dad with Poor like with Mike. like a, a robe and the paper under his arm, walking to the bathroom as the door opens up and the possum comes out. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, hang on a second. Going back to the juicy fruit thing. We have John, who's an exterminator. <laughs> Hi, John. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, man. All right. So this juicy fruit thing, being able, being uh, a, a poison, I guess it was for, for rodents in your yard. What? Uh, tell us about that. Well, it, it's not mold. It's mold. Mind you, somebody told me this years ago, another technician, and apparently a mold cannot swallow it, so he gagged and died. Like, so, all right. So, John, just, just to clarify, I'm sorry. You're saying... The juicy fruit will, will not work with voles, but will work with molds. Molds, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it doesn't work with voles. Voles are a complete nightmare. Most exterminators cannot take care of it. No kidding. Uh, people want to take care of it on their own. They can use snap traps in their yard. Right. Voles will leave little runways all over the grass. And right. if you just, if they, they come out during the day, too. So if you're sitting outside with the 22 at night, you're never going to shoot. Okay. Now, I usually sit outside with my 22 at night. Yeah. Just hanging out. <laughs> hey, uh, so with uh, with the, the juicy fruit thing, if you were to try to do this yourself, like how much gum are we talking do you need to throw around your yard? Well, the, the tough thing with molds is 
But one mole is going to cover such a huge area. They're very territorial, so you don't get you don't get a family of moles. You get one mole. A lone you mole. Figure out. You have to figure out what tunnels they're actually using. Okay. So, oh, that's too much work. It's a lot of work, and um, and I don't even know if the gum actually works. It's just something I was told. Okay. What about lifesavers? I don't know. All right. That might work. Might actually <laughs> save their life, though. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. <laughs> because they're lifesavers. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. I want to go to this call. Kathy, this will this will make your skin crawl. Oh, I'm going to go to Mary. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> Good, Mary. What's going on? Okay. Um. Uh, me and my ex-boyfriend at the time was living in an apartment in um, Philadelphia, and we were asleep, and I woke up, and I felt something rolling out my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, um, no. I was half asleep thinking now I'm dreaming. So then my ex said, Mayor, don't move. There's a mouse on your head eating your hair. <laughs> <laughs> eating your hair? Eating. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me ask you, do you shampoo with mango coconut? <laughs> that is awful. What? I, I Did mean, you freak out? Yeah. I freaked out. I when I the next day I was telling all the neighbors. Someone said, "Oh, we probably was pregnant." What they it, tend to, when they're pregnant, they tend to go in the bed. No, I never heard of such a thing. Yes, okay. you know the old story: pregnant mouse in bed, sailor's delight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I've never heard that, but I but I mean, how did you possibly? Did you use that bed the, the next night? I mean, how would you possibly go to sleep after having that experience? It, it was hard. It yes, was hard. I would imagine. I did. We moved eventually. We moved. But, yes, it, it was terrible experience. I'll never forget it. Also, okay. the explanation on it really doesn't matter, like, whether or not the mouse was pregnant. Yeah. It, it, ultimately, well, the mouse yeah, is still you chewing on your hair. Slightly. It could just be a slutty, a slutty single mouse. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, Mary. Thank you. Appreciate right, thank it. you, guys. Have a great day. Somebody texts in, my wife puts bars of original scent Irish spring soap around to I've, keep the mice out, and it works. I thought she was nuts I've heard first. that. Mary, <laughs> yes, but I like it, too. <laughs> the Irish spring and then um, uh, a bounce... Sheets. Yes, I've heard bound sheets. I've never yeah. heard of Irish Spring. Really? What is it about Irish Spring? Is there any conjecture as to why Irish Spring would repel mice? Legend? I don't know. It does have a strong Have scent. you heard the story of the mice and the Irish Spring? Uh, no. And the uh, the bounce sheets, I didn't know yeah. that. That helps stop static cling. So <laughs> you, you leave them around and it keeps mice away? What I've heard is that you stuff... Listen, this is all anecdotal, but sure. stuff the bounce sheets into the holes where they might be getting into oh, the home. Okay. And, and for whatever reason, like the scent and the texture will repel the mice. Stuff the bounce sheets in and then seal the opening with juicy fruit. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> (laughs) And then swing a dead rooster over your head while standing in a pentagram. Wow. Um, All right, hang on a second. Somebody wants to recommend something to you, Casey. I have Caleb on the line. Caleb, good morning. Hey, good morning, it. Hey, good good morning, morning, it, buddy. What's up? Hey, so uh, really, really simple trap. If you go on Amazon, look for a plank mouse trap. Um, Casey, this is perfect for your short house because it resets itself automatically, and all you need is to smear a little bit of peanut butter on the tip of the plank. Yeah, we have those, actually. They're awesome, Preston. So it's basically, it is basically just like like a board, like as he said, a plank going up to a bucket. At the top of the bucket, there's some peanut butter inside sort of a little amphitheater-looking thing. Mm -hmm. They walk over to it. When they do, it tilts, and and they fall into the bucket. All right. Uh, Is that what you're talking about, Caleb? 
Well, it, it kind of it, it's misleading. So they think they can crawl out onto the peanut butter and eat it, but they just slip off the plank and they don't actually eat anything. They fall into the bucket. So you can huh. fill it with water and make it lethal, or just leave it, you know, empty and they oh, won't God. die unless <laughs> yes. you know you don't get to them in time. Right. right. Okay. Um, the other thing you can do is uh, spray some mint oil around. That's supposed to repel them because it's such a strong smell that they don't like it. Okay. All right, so mint oil and or this. Casey, you said you've tried the Thanks, the, the plank bucket. This is Ed Preston in the video here. Uh, no, not that. I, I thought it was something else. Uh, Casey, like these are supposed to be very effective. Yeah. And there's a rat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it can't fit in the so hole. Gross. Wow. Uh, no, that looks pretty... That looks pretty cool. And it looks humane. If you yeah, don't fill it with humane. water and then just what you do is to go over and dump it in your neighbor's yard. Yeah, I'm exactly. not really worried about humane. <laughs> yeah, you know? so the coyotes can kill it. You're right. not down with the humane? No. You get you rid know, of them. They, didn't care, they didn't care about chewing lines through my uh, dishwasher. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mm. You know, so I don't get Somebody walked out of Rat Tattooey, I can yeah. tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, interesting. Well, these may be viable options for many people. As our fair city has ranked number one in rodent sightings uh, from homeowners and renters. Uh, and this is according to an analysis of 2019 Census Bureau housing data. Yeah. So there we are. Yay for us. Top of the list once again. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, let us take a break and come back in a moment. I got some stories. You're going to love them. The Bizarre File is on the way. Saloon 51, 151, I'm sorry, has stopped by this morning. Uh, and your table is ready at Saloon 151 in downtown Westchester, where you can enjoy $3 Stella Artois all day on Saturdays. Ooh. And I tell you what, got a $25 gift card. We'll take caller number 18. Tis yours. 215-263-WMMR. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve in WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, real quick before we do the Bizarre File, a shout out if you do not yes. mind. Uh, this says, good morning. One of your top fans, Mendy from Newark, Delaware, is celebrating a birthday today. I texted last night asking for you to send a shout out for her today. Bam Bam told me to call in, but I'm hoping this email will work just fine. She's a fabulous woman, and to know her is to love her. Give her a birthday shirt out. And that is from Stacy McIntosh. So there is a shirt out Let me, uh, for where, Mindy. Uh, my shirt? 
It says Mendy, by the way. I said Mandy. I wonder if that's a typo Mm. or if her name is Mendy, M-E-N-D-Y. Or maybe it's Wendy. You may have exposed an issue here, Preston. Mm. I may may have to go with this one. What's up? Something wrong with your... uh... My shark page. I'm going to have to do a little searching here. Mm. Is that uh, your instant replay sound uh, effect it unit? Is my, uh, no, it's my touchscreen, my Zeta oh. setup. And okay. I my charts should be for not. Yeah, I'm going to have to reclaim my shark right. page. We'll work oh, on no. that during a commercial break. In the meantime, we have this, my friend. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Let's get into it. I got some stories to share. We will begin with this one. A dog sitter thought that a moose she saw earlier in the day in a Colorado yard was gone. And when she thought the coast was clear of the moose and its two calves, a 79-year-old woman took the dog outside on a leash and the moose attacked her. Why don't you forget the moose? For a moment. Uh, so a neighbor saw the moose repeatedly stomping on the wall. Oh, my God. I mean, oh my they can yeah, they dude. can kill you easily. They're, They're huge. They are pretty damn deadly if, they, if you encounter one and surprise them. The woman, who officials did not name, had severe injuries from the attack. She was taken to the hospital in a helicopter. Uh, area wildlife manager Matt Yamashita said this incident was no fault of her own. Conflicts with moose can happen. Even when you follow the best practices for living in moose habitat, uh, the moose was likely trying to protect its calves. Uh, people in the area saw the moose and calves wandering the neighborhood before the attack. Neighbors have spotted several other moose in the same area, which could make it difficult to locate the moose that attacked the woman. And wildlife Jeez. officials called off the search for that moose until they have new information. But yeah. Have you ever been in proximity to an actual full-grown male moose? I did in, uh, not, I I think it was a, a female, but yeah. in um, Yellowstone. Right. Uh, I was fishing and, uh, and one walked out. It was a shallow river, yeah. walked across the river where I was. And I was probably 80 yards or so away yeah, from yeah. it. Close enough to me to go, oh my God. Holy hell. There's yeah. a moose right there. I so. was within 20 yards of a female moose and her calf. No kidding. It was awesome. Yeah, I was walking oh. up uh, Mount Washington. It wow. was badass. All right. Uh, this is uh, pretty wild, man. A Texas paraplegic Afghanistan war veteran managed to survive a harrowing parachute accident after his two shoots failed to deploy both shoots during a skydiving jump. Holy yes. crap. Michael Vasquez, 33 years old, known as wheelchair skydiver on social media, was making what should have been a routine jump at Skydive Spaceland in Dallas when a malfunction led to him being hospitalized. Vasquez said, everything was great up until I pulled my main chute and I had something called a bag lock, which means the main parachute stayed inside the bag that is supposed to be uh, de- that is supposed to deploy out of. See, I would never want that. <laughs> the main chute went through the wheelchair tire and oh. sent him spinning. Vasquez tried to deploy his reserve chute, but it failed, leaving him to continue falling. He said, at that point, I was kind of like, well, I'm coming in pretty hot, pretty fast. And I was just kind of freaking out and screaming all the way down like, no, this can't be it. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Fortunately, the main chute opened up enough to slow him down, slow his fall just enough for him to survive. So he's in a wheelchair? Well, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's wow. a, he's a, uh, a para, right. uh, paraplegic. So uh, Vasquez was falling at 12 miles an hour when he hit the ground, shattering his femur and fracturing parts of his spine. I've seen where chute failures, uh, where they will spin yes. really, really yes. fast. Yeah. 
but they're slowing down, you know, just enough. Just enough. Still going really fast, Dear but, God. but enough to save their lives. He said of the lucky escape, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's your time, it's your time. It's the same mindset I had when I was in Iraq. He had been a static line jumper when he served in the Army and been deployed to Afghanistan in 2009. Uh, during his service, he was hit by a rocket-propelled grenade, which caused him to require the use of a wheelchair. And he has since completed more than 200 jumps and added it uh, as a way for him to feel free again. So, But this one nearly killed him, man. God bless, but no. I'd give it up. Listen to this. A California Chevrolet dealership has let a customer trade in his 2021 C8 Corvette for a new 2022 model after a mechanic had used the supercar in a 148-mile-per-hour street race against a Dodge Charger earlier this month. So they were working on the car, and the technician took it out for a race. After a family-owned dealership's mechanic fixed a spark plug in a customer's uh, C8 Corvette, a routine repair, by the way. He then used it in the impromptu street race. But the mechanic was busted because the car has what's called the performance data recorder valet mode, which record, recorded the 148-mile-per-hour joyride in incriminating video footage. Uh, so to make up for his employees' lack of indiscretion, uh, the owner of the dealership, uh, Ender Dojan, had offered the car's owner an upgrade to a 2022 Corvette, taxes included. They both both confirmed the 2022 model has been ordered and submitted for production. That's how you keep a customer. Yeah, the mechanic who took the car for the race has not been named, and it's unclear what discipline he faced over the joyride. <laughs> it's straight out of Ferris Bueller. Yep. A suspect led police on a multi-state chase this past Thursday. According to police, the suspect... Woke up in the morning in Kansas City and realized that he had a court appearance in St. Louis. That's about a five-hour drive. Uh Uh-oh. Officers said that he didn't have a way to get to St. Louis, so he stole a car. (laughs) Police did not mention where he stole the car from. En route to St. Louis for his court date in the stolen vehicle, he hit two other vehicles while he was being pursued by police. The drivers of those vehicles were not hurt, but officers eventually placed spike strips and the suspect ultimately was taken into custody in Illinois. So it ended up being a three-state spree that he went through. So he's committing this crime spree to get to a court date. Correct. Didn't work out. Either. No. All right. Priorities, people. And we'll do one more story and then wrap it up. A coroner has described the death of a barmaid as one of the most unusual cases he had ever presided over. Jackie Cottrell. 52 years old, was found strangled by her pajamas oh my God. on the oven at home after making her nephew a sandwich. Mystery prevails over how, how her clothes became caught on the door, but the coroner, James Adley, described it as extraordinarily bad luck. He said it's very unusual that someone who was fit and well managed to suspend themselves accidentally from the oven door. What appears to have happened is that for some reason she had fallen and caught her pajama top on the lower handle of the oven door. He said, I can't explain how she ended up in this position. It's a very unusual case. And in my 20 years of doing this, I've never come across this happening before. So somehow or another, it twisted her clothing and it, it asphyxiated her. So people will actually hang themselves off of doorknobs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, yeah. they, you don't have to be suspended from the ceiling. Right. Uh, her death was ruled accidental. Wow. So, wow. It's- 
terrifying. I All bet right. you a bowl did it. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Uh, actor Vincent D'Onofrio will be joining us uh, around 9 o'clock. Uh, we also have Larry the Cable Guy. Yes. Larry's going to be out near Harrisburg at the Hollywood Casino at Penn National Racecourse. So we'll chat with him and get into a few other things as well. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You Live. Hello, citizens. My name's Janice Van Sant, and I'm from Go. I'm a coach with Beachbody, and we're so excited to give away free two-week memberships. Text me your email address to 215-431-2604, and you'll have access to over 75 programs, ranging from ballet to boxing, no matter your fitness level. There are also programs for kids and pregnant women, so no one's left out. 6215-431-2604. Next message. Hey, Preston Steve. My name is William G. Howard, and I am a local independent author from Northeast Philadelphia. My latest novel, Marigold, is the story of an android who is wrongly accused of murder and must clear her name while preventing an outbreak that could change humanity forever. My novels are available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Archway. Check out my website, too, WilliamGHowardUniverse.com, and follow me on my Amazon page. Have a great day. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I don't know if you guys are ready for this or not, but... I've noticed a few things. Oh! I'd like to share with you this morning. The noticer is back. He's been noticing like a mofo. Mm. Wait till you hear what he's noticed. Things that you will enjoy, I believe. Well, we're going to start with a tragic noticer story. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Uh, New York police identified the Brooklyn resident who fell to his death while attempting a backflip on a balcony at City Field on Friday. Uh, it was at the uh, the Dead and Company show. Right. Uh, and he was actually the co-founder, the CEO and co-founder of a liquor company uh, that created Monkey Rum. Right. Which is a spirit. Uh, and, yeah, this dude died at this at that show. Tearing it up, attempts a backflip. I think he was up like five stories. Was that it, what I heard or something like that? It was two stories. Two stories. High, high enough to... Yeah. To, it says, to, yeah, 30 to 50 feet. Yeah. Oh, so wow. up there. Yeah, so up further than yeah. two stories. Yeah. Um, police sources said he was possibly under the influence when he attempted the fatal flip on the fifth floor. There you go, Steve. Uh, Crystal, who co-founded Evolution Spirits Incorporated a few years back as part of a new brand development challenge, was known for his creativity and desire for adventure. Well, he got it. Yeah, man. It's wow. sad. Yeah. You got, listen, over the course of this weekend, I must have gone through, and, and, and I don't send some of them to you, President, because they become so redundant now, of selfies, mm-hmm. of people falling off cliffs, of, of people grabbing a picture, of people, mm-hmm. you know, on the... <laughs> I don't know... This this reckless need for her, and mind you, he was probably as he as you say he was a little tanked up. He was doing a backflip. He thought he was safe. Yeah, but I mean, the amount of people who are dying <laughs> just from these bizarre incidents is increasing so, like crazy. Dude, he, just doing a backflip, just alone. doing a backflip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, he. All right, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. He's 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 
Is he in a suite or is he just on a balcony? Does he fall I didn't out, out of the see. stadium or into, like, where the general population was? I tried to find out the specifics, oh and, and, and n- none of the articles I saw expanded on that. Oh, but yeah, whatever case, it was, was enough to kill him. Yeah, I don't know. Because if you're on a balcony, chances are you're going to fall down on people below you. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know what the story was or where exactly this took place in the building. But but he died. He was on a balcony, yeah, and he, he did his backflip and fell, and boom, man. Wow. Uh, Crystal, by the way, who earned his bachelor's in business at the University of Maryland, managed several liquor brands over the years, including Absolute Vodka, Malibu Rum, and Stoli Vodka as well. So, you know, he was he, he was an industry professional. He served yeah. as the lead on multiple brands and uh, and artist collaboration projects, working with entertainers like uh, Jay Z, Swedish House Mafia, Neo, and Brooklyn and Spike Lee. Uh, in 2014, he co-founded Evolution Spirits Incorporated. The venture was part of a brand development challenge aimed to support the National Geographic drinking show Chug. And as part of the competition, Evolution Spirits launched Monkey Room, a 91-rated barrel-aged Caribbean rum made from natural ingredients that Crystal said is designed to sip. Uh, and so he was at the Dead & Company concert at City Field on Friday night during the intermission around 9 p.m., he attempted the backflip, falling off the balcony at least two stories and landing on concrete. So he may have been that far up, but he, yeah, I don't. For some, it says he fell to at least two oh. stories. But again, come on, yeah, it's man. a sad story. That's yeah, sad. the woman I, that I was talking about, press, I think she was an influencer and she was doing a TikTok video, mm-hmm. and she was up on the roof, and they were getting all these angles of her off, you know, off the edge, and then she fell like 120 feet. Uh, they took him to New York Presbyterian Queens Hospital via ambulance, and he was pronounced dead. Man. Now, on a nicer note involving dead and company, Marissa said at the show, which was at Citizens Bank Park, mm-hmm. um, I think it rained, and then yes. magically, miraculously, a rainbow appeared over the crowd. Didn't fill up with all those photos, guys. Uh, no, <laughs> I did see a lot of them. And it was, I actually didn't realize how many of my friends were at that show because oh! the rainbow went across. They did actually oh! have to uh, end the show early a little bit for the rain. So, what's the story? If there's, if it's rain alone, or if it's lightning? I think it's lightning because the night before, yeah. I was at that Green Day Fall Out Boy Weezer Hell Omega show, and it. Poured. It poured, and the bands played on. Hey, what what night was this show? The was dead Saturday. was on Saturday. It was Saturday. Yes. Oh my god! August August twenty first. Nothing, you know, really big then. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the night before Friday night, Halamega, um, it poured rain during Fall Out Boy and um, Green Day. I was just talking to our, our uh, Kristen down the hallway because she was at it too, and she was on the floor, and she said. Um, all of her people she was with, all of her friends, left to go get beer. And she's like, nah, I'll just stay here. And that's exactly when the skies opened when up. Opened so up, all, up, all of her oh, friends came back dry wet. and she was soaking wet. <laughs> and I felt bad because at the end of the show, I saw all of these people leaving the field with their uh, concert posters that were just destroyed. Decimated. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that what really in the hell? Yeah. I got a question about rainbows uh, because uh, it's called Double a rainbow, rainbow. because oh it because it bows, right? Yes. All right, so the other day when I was driving, I saw it was a blob of rainbow, right? So there was no bow to it. Oh, really? There was just, it was just a, a so, thing in the sky. Is I that called a rain that. blob? What is that rain called? Rain blob. So sometimes you will get that, that prism yeah. reflected on like a cloud, like a little piece of cloud. Right. Or, the, or there's a gap or something, and it's small, and you just see a little sliver 
of those colors. I don't know if that has a name or not, but right. I, I see it from time to time. Ray, I like rainbow. Yeah, let's go yeah. rainbow. I think that's pretty cool. I think when you see them from a, a plane, you can see the like the entire circle. I mean, and that's still called a rainbow. Mm-hmm. So I would think that what what you saw is still called that's a rainbow. A plane bob. It's a plane bob. <laughs> plane bob. Yeah. Um, when you see them from up above, though, it's pretty neat. Uh, it is amazing to see. I have seen a rainbow from a plane, and I've seen Saint Elmo's fire on a plane, which is that's, pretty cool. That's got to be. I've seen terrifying. a grown man pleasure a camel. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Uh, I was down the shore, and they had the um, the Barefoot Country Music Festival, oh. and I I had a pass to go to it. I didn't step anywhere near that stupid thing. I just I could not. <laughs> uh, and and impressed. I was talking to you about it, and you said, uh, "No, I'd rather." Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not a, a football fan, and I don't go to football games. And it's one of the last things I want to do. It's just who I am. And I told Casey I'd rather go to a football game than, than to go to this. <laughs> and um, I just. And, but like, listen, Carrie Underwood was playing. Skinner played on Sunday night. Zach Brown. Th- these are some acts that I actually care about. I care about. Well, not not necessarily. Adore and love. I don't necessarily know Carrie Underwood. She does that one, uh, that Louisville Slugger to the both taillights or whatever. She's very attractive. I like it, that song. Yeah, actually, has a great voice. I don't I don't care for country music, but vocal-wise, mm-hmm. she can sing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I saw an overhead picture of what it all looked like, and I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to, because it was all puddly in the sand. Yeah. At least it wasn't mud. Listen, I, I, there's my my tolerance level. We were talking about the Woodstock 1999, um, you know, documentary that's on HBO. Mud, wet. Oh yeah, no. forget it. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going home. So some of the the remnants of Henri was yeah. coming up the coast, and yeah. uh, which made it a little bit funky, but. Um, <laughs> I almost thought I had to go. Uh, so John from Sequoia Outback, he is a huge Zach Brown fan. Yes. And so he went Massive. and saw him uh, in Hershey over the weekend, and he was going to come down, and I thought I was going to have to go with him. <laughs> Why and then, would you have to go? Well, because we, we asked been, him to go. He oh. asked me to go. Yeah. And I didn't want to say no. I didn't want to disappoint. And, yeah. and he was going to ride down you know, by himself, so I didn't want him to be by himself. But then he... he you know, had second thoughts on it on, on Sunday morning. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you, Casey, if you do get stuck on to a Zach Brown show, it's very fun. It's, I've been to a like Zach a, Brown okay. show. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a rock show. Yeah, yeah I know. I yeah, yeah, um, I've definitely heard about it. But did you guys see the Golden Sky on Saturday night? Wherever no. you were, mm-hmm. it was magnificent. I was actually having dinner under the shambles in Queen Village, and we all kind of like looked around and we're like, is it really like golden around us? And then we golden stepped outside. Sky. Oh, my God. And Oh, my God, golden sky. So how gold was that golden sky? Uh, beautiful enough to stop eating dinner and do a whole photo shoot. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, I did see your pictures. <laughs> yes, pictures. it was golden. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get pictures. <laughs> um, no, I, I, remember, I remember there being a nice sunset, but I didn't go outside and admire the golden right. sky. Yes. Oh, those golden skies. But nonetheless, yes, there was a rainbow over Citizens Bank Park uh, during the dead show. That probably was fairly magical for anybody who was tripping or whatever. Yeah, rock on. All right, uh, I did notice a couple other things. More uh, for the noticer. This one uh, via Steve Morrison. He sent me the um, article about this, but uh, Harold Carmichael, when he was inducted into the uh, Pro Football, Football Hall of Fame, he. Uh, Got up there and made a pitch for Dick Vermeil. He had said, Coach, I hope you're uh, you're in the next class of inductees. You deserve it. And you got a lot of guys that are pulling for you right now. Of course, he's referring to, you know, the Eagles players that played for Dick Vermeil yeah. in the 70s and 80s. Um, and Vermeil is one of seven head coaching finalists for the class of 2022. Ooh. Along with uh, Mike Holmgren, Dan Reeves, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, Don uh, Coriel, uh, Buddy Parker, and Clark Shaughnessy. Mm. And 
Odds are that he's probably one of the favorites. That'd be great. Of those uh, to to make it into you know, the Hall of Fame. Preston, every time the name Dick Vermeil is mentioned, do you have the same memory? In I your... know exactly what you're going to say. What is it? Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. yeah. Yes. When we when we first started doing the Camp Out for Hunger, it was at the old Adams Mark Hotel, <laughs> and in the parking lot, we were our RV was situated below. Uh, there, or no, actually, it was across the parking yeah, lot, but yeah. it was what we would wake up and see first thing when we'd step out the door was a gigantic <laughs> dick <laughs> on a billboard. Yeah. Dick for meal, that is. And so, yeah, that's what I'll always think of. Uh, but apparently a committee of five Hall of Fame selectors are going to hold a Zoom meeting today, and they get to nominate one of those seven, and the nominee will then need the approval of 80% of the Hall's full 48-member selection board which will meet in Los Angeles in February at the Super Bowl to vote on the entire class of 2022. But whoever is nominated this week almost certainly will get the necessary 80% approval in February. So Dick Vermeil is up for that. I'd like to. And there are rumblings that he could be the, the favorite to be chosen. I'd love to see him get a case. I'm yeah. sure you would as well, right? That would be great. That would yeah. be great. I'm, I'm looking at the other coaches that are you know possibly up for consideration. I, I think maybe only one, I would say, is, uh, is close, and that would be like Mike Holmgren, but... Hey, what did you think of um, Greg Kinnear's performance of him in uh, uh, Invincible? I thought it was great. I thought he was excellent. I thought he was, it was terrific, really great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that movie. Is it a is it a perfect movie? No, but I it, no. it, it hits at the heart of the the fandom, and it's it's uh, it's wonderfully yeah, done. It's one that I kind of I, I kind of. I don't give it its due respect. Yeah, I, think, right. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I, really I can't believe that. it took me years to realize that it was called Invincible. I know. I was like, dude, that was like yeah. me with Wandavision. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> oh wow, they're giving Wanda all the spotlight here. It's a show. It's Wandavision. <laughs> Dumbass. Vision's the other person in the couple. Vision's really getting a short shrift on this. God, I'm a moron. Why did they call this movie Patton? <laughs> right. It happens. <laughs> The uh, Godfather. What does that mean? So before they do the uh, the voting, uh, coaches were in this uh, the same uh, pool with modern era players. In previous in the previous thirteen years, two, just two coaches, uh, Tony Dungy and Bill Parcells, had been inducted. Two coaches, Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher. Uh, were selected in 2020 under this new format. That they right. Had. I can't believe Tony Dungy's in and not. Did I say dungy? You did. Okay. Uh, but that's okay. You you don't... Uh, a dungy is a toilet in Australia. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, I ever, did I ever tell you guys I wanted to, uh, my parents to change my name to Harold when I was a kid? Yeah, every day. Yeah. It was your favorite player, right, yeah, growing but, up? But not only that, but there was a girl uh, in my class and her name was Stacy. And it was always like, ah, oh, Casey and Stacy, Stacy and Casey. And I hated that. And so... <laughs> Harold, Harold. Parma, and Harold was a football player for the Eagles. And there I was were like, two reasons why you wanted to change yeah. your name. That's I terrific. Like, I think please. we have the sequel to Invincible right <laughs> here. Right? Casey and uh, Stacey. Casey, Casey, Stacey. <laughs> I sat next it to him. haunted him all the days of his life <laughs> because a girl named Stacy was in his class. Stacy, Casey, Stacy, Casey, Stacy, Casey. But then a young therapist entered his world and changed everything for the better. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kathy Romano, and I want you to change your name to Harold. <laughs> Problem solved. Movie over. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Not a very long movie. No, no. It's a, it's a feel-good story, most definitely. <laughs> From the producers of Invincible. <laughs> Wait, Case, real quick, did you ever meet um, Harold? Never. Oh, man, that's no. too bad. But I did meet Dick Vermeil one time outside. I was at some sort of a, a function, 
And my memory of Dick Vermeil is he pulls up in a Porsche and he gives the keys to the valet, and the valet did not know how to drive a stick. Yeah. Oh, really? So he's like, nah, <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> it is beautiful Porsche 911. <laughs> <laughs> how are you a valet and not, and not able know to, how drive to drive a, a stick? Wow, where does he reside now? A Dick Vermeil? No, 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 no. Harold Carmine. Oh, I don't know. No, the valet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Manny. The guy. Uh, The valet. Well, where's he from? The valet? Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Harold is from uh, Jacksonville, but he lives in uh, South Jersey. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, so he's in the region. Maybe. Let's give him a call. You could he probably listens every morning. Yeah. Maybe he's got it. Maybe he's down the shore, case right. South Jersey. Well, Imagine right. if you saw Dick Vermeil and he helped you with your uh, with your hot tub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <laughs> a feel good story. Casey's inflatable hot tub is in our I'll studio never have right a now. Hot tub. I'll never have a hot tub. <laughs> never. I think I can help you, son. <laughs> Dick Vermeil. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right, believe it or not, I noticed some other stuff oh, here. You did. So, yeah, let's. Uh, let's... From the noticer. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Sorry. In Salisbury Hill. We're blending both of these together. Uh, unfortunately, it's sad news. A gentleman by the name of Igor Vovgavinsky. Yes. Uh, wow. Uh, he's the tallest man in the United States. Uh-oh. He passed away in Minnesota. He was only 38 years old. Uh, sometimes when you have these conditions, it's it, it unfortunately leads to a, a shorter lifespan. There's stress on your your body. It, it has happened mm-hmm. to a few people. Yep, uh, of that height. Uh, his family said the Ukrainian-born uh, Vovkovinsky died of heart disease on Friday at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, he came to the Mayo Clinic in 1989 as a child-seeking treatment. A tumor pressing against his pituitary yeah. gland had caused it to secrete abnormal levels of the gr- of growth hormone, and he grew to become the tallest man in the United States at seven feet eight point three three inches. Oh wow! And uh, his older brother had said that uh, he was a celebrity when he arrived from uh, the Ukraine because of his size and the flickering Cold War of the late nineteen eighties, but. Uh, uh, his brother Layden uh, said that uh, Volkovinsky would have rather lived a normal life than be known. Uh, he appeared on the Dr. Oz show. He was called out by Barack Obama during a campaign rally in 2009. He was wearing a, uh, a shirt that said, World's Biggest Obama Supporter. So he pointed him out. It was hard to miss him. I mean, yeah. he was standing literally head and shoulders above everybody else. In 2013, he carried the Ukrainian contestant onto the stage to perform in the Euroversion Song Contest. Uh, when he was 27, he traveled to New York and was declared America's tallest living person by a Guinness World Records uh, educator on Dr. Oz's show. Uh, he edged out a sheriff's deputy in Virginia by one-third of an inch. That's wild. So just barely. He was originally cast as George Costanza. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. But then they, they figured that was too much of a distraction. Uh, okay, so speaking of that, <laughs> okay. so, do you remember in the Naked Gun series? Oh, right. Yeah, there the was that guy who was so yeah. tall you could you never, never see his, his head. head. Yeah, he got a little bit of banana on the side of him. And a banana falls off. Thanks, Ed. I forgot about that guy. Uh, so, according to uh, Guinness World Records, the tallest man in the world is someone named uh, Sultan Kosen from Turkey in 2016. He was measured. Listen to this. So, this this guy who passed away was seven feet uh, eight inches. 
the tallest man is eight foot two. So the guy who was the 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 tallest man they say who's ever lived by Guinness's records, was Robert Pershing Wadlow. Right, a, eight a, was he eight feet eleven inches? Eight eleven. Yep, yep. He was oh. almost nine, nine feet. Feet tall. He only lived at twenty two. Well, he had he had he couldn't walk. He had um, you know severe issues. In fact, he the how he died was he had a septic blister on his right ankle that was caused by a poorly fitted brace. So stuff oh. like that, like shoes. And clothing, those considerations, uh, yeah. Or uh, number one, they're they're hard to come by, and number two, they, if if they're not made properly, can cause real problems for people over that. Is stuff. his skeleton in the Mudder Museum? No, is his definitely not. Wallet in the Mudder. It Museum. might be. Uh, no, I would definitely know that. Yeah. They had the the soap lady is the I think right. the largest uh, thing that they have at, at the Mudder Museum. Uh, but uh, in 2012, Vavkovinsky. Uh, issued a plea to help cover the estimated $16,000 cost uh, for specially made shoes. I mean, that wouldn't cause him any crippling pain. $16,000 for a pair of shoes. So think of, so how much did he weigh? Did it, did it say? I, so you got to figure a couple hundred, you know, like hundreds of pounds yeah. with all that all yeah. that weight coming down on that. The, your your shoes um, have to be specially reinforced and obviously large. And the beating your feet would take just from, from having that From being weight. in Riverdance. Uh, and being a movie, <laughs> bang, 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 just <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I want to be in Riverdance. Wow. Uh, at the time, he said he hadn't owned a pair of shoes for years that fit his feet, which were a size 26, 10E. Oh, my God. God almighty. <laughs> Thousands of people donated more than uh, double what he needed, and Reebok uh, provided the custom shoes for free for him. That's great. That's yeah. a good PR move, too. Uh, but unfortunately, he was only 38 years old, so well, sad news. Yeah. Largest... I think uh, Ted Cassidy, who played Lurch, I believe, he, he died younger. You know, giantism is... Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. It's a strain on the body. Let yeah. me ask you guys. Uh, are you guys happy with your height? Or yes. do you wish you were a little bit shorter or taller? Um, nine feet would be nice. I wish I was I... a baller. Yeah. I wish I was a little bit taller. Yeah. I wish I had a girl who would do it. I would call her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I've, you know, I've actually shrank a little bit. I used to, I was like just under 6'3". And I'm probably like just under six one now. Yeah, yeah. I'm five four now. Wow, and that's that was a dramatic. I was Look six one. No, no, I think I'm a, a, just about six now. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd like to be six foot tall. You, you reference being short. Yeah, I don't. I mean, um, not all the time, but over the years that I've known you, it has come up. There's times. a lot of problems yeah. with being at, at our height and above. We there's a special functions that we get invited to. Yeah, you know, and you, you're much better. Off. No. I just would like to be able to dunk a basketball, and I think if I was like five eleven, six foot, I'd probably I be able to could. dunk a basketball. Yeah, on a on a six foot net, <laughs> yeah. double handed behind my back. Yeah, um, no, I, yeah, and and I know people of uh, who who you know wish that they were a lot taller, but I mean it's the, the the really the really good thing about being tall is you can get stuff off of shelves. That's basically it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my wife. So we have you know she just got this great step ladder for the kitchen and and to get stuff. We our shelves go up very high, and that's yeah. that's a concern a concern that I don't have, except at the highest shelf, which I'd have to be nine feet tall to get. But yeah, it it, it makes a difference. Um, when shopping and you can't reach something on the top shelf, and you really need it, and there's like one left, right? I, I like I've been seen scaling the shelves at Target, <laughs> oh my god, just to get it. And wow. those things are I don't think they're meant to hold like human weight, right? You know what I mean? So right. I mean I haven't broken anything yet, but I no. will climb up and get it. Ma'am, Rochelle and I were at the, the Walmart, Casey and Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. 
We saw a woman, number one, we watched her for a while because she was talking to herself for quite a while. Um, and uh, we went down, and I get to the end of the aisle, and I turn and I look around, and she had climbed up on the top shelf of, I don't know what she was trying to get, but she climbed, I mean, it, and these, these are Walmart shelves, these are super Walmart, okay, so yeah. bigger than average shelves <laughs> on the top, and I just went, some guy who's just doing his job walking down the aisle, I'm like, you may want to go back there. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, going on. And I did not envy this guy to go over and talk to the self-talker and tell her to get <laughs> climb down off the shelf. But Kathy, I will um You'll help somebody. I, I will absolutely yeah, yeah. offer my services. Most yeah. definitely. I don't want to. Did you pick the person up? No. no. <laughs> Dude, yes. That's what I'm going to yeah, do yeah. next time. Let me help. If somebody asks for help getting something off the shelf, I'm just going to I'm gonna squat and reach down around their waist. Ready? Right. One, two, and three. Or I should bend over like I have them hop up on my piggyback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like stick your hands out uh, like yeah, you're going to yeah. put their Are, foot in your hands and like, you hoist them up. We can do this. Uh, but yeah, I, I will leave if I see even see like a uh, someone who's a little bit shorter and they're looking up there. I'll be like, "You want me to get that for yeah. you?" So that's super helpful. But when it's like thirty pounds of cat litter and no one's around, well, <laughs> now when it sucks is things like on an airplane, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. in in close quarters and stuff like that. That's when it's not so much fun. Oh my God, S- Steve. Going to a Broadway show. Forget uh, it. Yeah. In those tiny little seat theaters, uh, the, the theater seats where <laughs> no matter what, your knees are touching the one in front of you. Why do they And do I'm that? telling you, before the before the intermission, my legs are it's killing dead. me. That's really, for me, a lot of times I'll check the theater because if, when I when Broadway, and hopefully Broadway's kicking back in a bit. But you're right, Preston. I, I, I went to see the revival of The Odd Couple with Jack Klugman and Tony Randall. You know, this even after he had the throat surgery and all that stuff is very special. But God damn, that theater. Yeah. The average height of the person when it was built must have been three feet tall. My knees were killing me. Yep. We went to see Seinfeld at a casino in Atlantic City. I forget right. which casino it was. And the way they had us sitting were, were at these long tables, but they weren't even tables. Like they were so thin. You sat the entire time. Like if you were taller than 5'3, your knees were touching the stranger across from you. Like, oh, it was, really? you weren't sitting across from the people you went with. You were sitting next to the people you went with. Not so, fun. Yeah, the well. entire time. All right. Uh, hey, that's all we have time for to notice, friends, because... Notice we got to do commercials and stuff. And we got guests coming we up. We got guests coming up. All right, so we're going to take a break, and I'm going to give away another $25 gift card for Saloon 151. They're at 151 West Gay Street in Westchester. And call number 16. You will get this, 215-263-WMMR. Their wings are amazing. Uh, and they're here in conjunction with Stella Artois. Make sure you stop by. They have an outside patio, on-street dining in downtown Westchester. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Vincent D'Onofrio is up next. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Marissa and Casey are playing hand signals between the uh, yeah. uh, uh, the glass so, here. What's going on? No, she just uh, Marissa put the uh, the time in at the wrong uh, time. So we're gonna have Vince Vincent at nine five zero nine fifty. Oh, so. oh, That's okay. No, but we Artists? have a, we got Larry the Cable Guy coming up. Yeah, right. in ten minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. What? We mean what? No, I just I was planning on no. going to the interview, and it's yeah. not. So now we have ten minutes. I, d- I didn't know, so we would have played a song and been on time and everything. So now oh, I'm going to have to shift what I had planned and uh, figure out what we're going to talk about here. So that's what. Do we want Kathy's woodworking tips now? No, or? but you know what? 
Well, I don't know. Do you have any woodworking tips? No, but I did have a, wor- a woodworking kit when I was a kid. and I, uh... A woodburning kit? Yeah. Woodburning or woodworking? Burning, burning, burning. Woodburning was fun. Yeah. Those were yeah. useless. Oh, they you... were fun. You made little signs. You could start fires in your home. You made little signs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your selling I remember signs? having, yeah. like, a, you know, but but they had, like, the, the, the primer that you would yeah. follow. Yeah. yeah. And I remember one we had that was, like, a pheasant. Yeah. You know, because oh, kids it, love pheasants. It was incredibly yeah. detailed yeah. and difficult, and I'm like, "Well, it's already on there. It was red. It yeah. was drawn <laughs> on there, and now I'm just going to burn over that. It's going to still look like a pheasant. Freaking freaking well, pheasant. pheasant. Mine said like my name or like Kathy's room or something. Right, I, I think had, I didn't. We, I didn't I think follow we, those. We had like the the backwards ass country version yeah. of it. Or <laughs> well, those were all, all those toys. You had you had the wood burning kit. You had the uh, the the rock. Polishing kit. By the way, uh, Jeff Foxworthy did a great bit about wood burning kit. You know about about things they would yeah. uh, give to kids as toys back in the day. And one oh, yeah. of them was a wood burning kit. And he said, "You know what? And they also made sure that it only had like a one foot long cord. Yeah. So you'd be close to the drapes when you were <laughs> <laughs> you'd be in the wall, close to the drapes while you're using your wood burning kit. And by the we- way, the extent of my wood working was wood burning. <laughs> Okay. We talked about this before, but there was actually a toy that I had, a toy. It was it was almost like a, a, a kiln. It was called a Creeple People Maker. Oh, yeah. Wait. Do, do you remember that? So you can, I remember that And name. you can make, like, things for the top of your pencil, like heads and stuff like that. It was rubber. Vaguely. It I remember you guys talking about insanely it. insanely hot. Really? I mean, it was okay. insanely hot. But uh, you'd make these things, and you actually, it was almost like, I mean... The whole house could have gone up easily if this thing ever tipped over and touched the the uh, the carpet or the drapes. It was a nightmare, but I loved it. You know what else we had? I had a uh, I had a biology kit. Yes. Oh, uh, I love the biology like microscope kit. and stuff like that. Oh yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it came with a with a pickled frog. Yes, and a, and the and beakers, a crayfish and all that stuff, right? Well, not the beakers. That was a chemistry set. This yeah. was this is all biology. Uh, so it was all about dissecting and, and that stuff. Now, I had a chemistry set, too, and that all came with, you know, clodium, whatever. Clodium cyphlipidide. Not clodium cyphlipidide. Sodium chloride. Sodium chloride. We're out of clodium cyphlipidide. came with salt, huh? Yeah, it came with salt. It came with clodium schiffer. And new with salt. Wait, I need five milligrams of clodium schiffer. Oh, my God. So, anyhow. These are great toys. So actually, Connor pulled up there is a Creeple People Maker. Yeah. It's nineteen sixty four. It's one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should get it. Yeah, and if you, what we can do is cook a cook a turkey on it if you want. <laughs> sure. Okay, that's how goddamn hot it got. So, uh, Steve, I'm going to have to buy actually some adult woodworking toys. Yeah. Soon, I feel like I might have bitten off more than I can chew. I have uh, a whole bunch of lumber and decking being delivered to my house this right. week. I am replacing my deck all by myself. Oh, boy. Uh, That's a terrible It's idea. a terrible decision, right? It was <laughs> yeah. a, Wait a second. What the hell was I thinking? Is, are, you getting, are you getting actual wood or are you getting, like, treks? Uh, like, timber tack treks. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but wow. Okay. But there's way more involved than, than just taking off a board and putting a board and taking off. I have to take, you know, first of all. Did John I, from Sequoia help? Yep. That's that's how he and I ended up talking. I ended right. up almost going to Zach Brown over the weekend. Well, let me tell you. I mean, make he will he will definitely and his people will definitely help consult you if you need to 
He's trying to talk me out of it. Yeah, he's completely right. I'm trying to save money at this You're gonna point. You're going to end up paying more money because you're going to need somebody to fix it. I just want to try it. The only thing that I'm, I'm really, really nervous about is I have to put up a joist, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a 20-foot beam that I have to... That's the only thing I, I feel like I'm going to need help with. Dude. Oh, my God. This oh, is a terrible and idea. And then the, the elective surgery afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> But, dude, I don't even have a dumpster yet. Like, I got to get a dumpster. I have to take this thing apart first. I thought, leading up to this, I thought, well, I'm just going to take a board off and put a board on. Take a board off, put a board on. John's like, no, you have to take it all off. I was like, well, that's... I didn't know that. I I didn't... (laughs) Nobody made me aware of that. Nobody made me aware of that. Uh, Yeah. Listen, of, of the things that I've heard and seen... Uh, contractors build what like at, at my homes throughout my life. Right, the deck always seemed to be one that I always would say, "Oh, it never do that." Well, listen, I'm not. I, I would never. Stuff would never line up properly. It would be a nightmare. I'm not laying any footers here. I don't. You know, I don't necessarily. No upper deckers. No upper deck. Well, I've I might. seen pictures of a footer or two you've laid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The fiber. I mean, thank you, Steve, impressive. because Steve turned me on to fiber pills, <laughs> and uh, they're really good. Yeah, they really are. Dude, water for you. I crapped the number seventy six the other day. All right, uh, it was crazy. I'll Did you let the you. Sixers know? No, actually, maybe they could use number. it in promotional material. Yeah. Uh, can we get back to the deck that I'm about yeah, to sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, ruin? But yeah, so I have to do this, and I, how long do you think it's going to take me to do this? I uh, think maybe a couple years. hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, listen. I, I know once... that they're very, that for, now you've done some work, so you're not that bad. Is Chuck coming over by any chance? No. Because that'll hedge your bets. No, Chuck lives in New Jersey. Oh. This is. Oh, this is. Oh, you're doing it here. This is in Brumall. Oh, boy. This is a This is Delco job. He says, of course. It's a Delco job. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I know a great carpenter. Uh, he uh, built a Batman Jesus. bed for Steve. And, <laughs> no, no, no. The guy that uh, Mark Campbell. Uh, oh, he's a, amazing. Yeah, he built this Batman bed. That's that's phenomenal. Um, I I so admire carpenters for their ability to be artists. And and so I, you're probably not looking for in the artiest deck on the on the planet. But no, I just well, wait a minute. You bought the material, right? Yeah. So hire somebody to put it together for you. If you, if you've just, if you're going to pay a bail on this, it's not too late. I'm not bailing. I'm not okay. bailing. Right. I'm not bailing, but I will. No, he um, refuses to bail. No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bail. I'm not gonna no, bail. This cause... cracks me up that you're taking this on because you're a guy who won't cook your own food because you don't want to go to the trouble of it. You know what I mean? But yet you want to take on this gigantic <laughs> mm, project on your own. He I mean, wants it's to prove to I himself. It's, I think it's called. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, I don't. I'm necessarily... just saying. I'm, I'm like, this is big, dude. Yeah. All right, hang on. Yes, I'm going to uh, put Stephen on hold uh, for a second. Don't lose him. If you would, yeah. Stephen is a Stephen's a contractor. Hi, Stephen. You're on the air, bud. Gadzooks, buddy. Gadzooks, man. What's up? Nothing. I'm listening to Casey talking about his deck, and for sure, Casey. Listen, the first thing you do not want to do is replace a 20 foot joist by yourself. That is not a, a one man job. Um, I know that. I, I'm definitely my son's home, so I'm going to have him. Help. How old is your son? <laughs> An idiot. <laughs> yep. So, so so that so, alone, and he's he's working with uh, did you say Timber Tech case? Yeah, yeah. All right. So he's yes, wor- so 
So I work, I work with TimberTech and Trex all the time. They're great. They're great products as long as you're installing them right. But I'm as long as you know a, what I'm you're such doing. A big fan. Well, I, I know he doesn't know what he's doing. I'm such a big fan <laughs> of the show. I would be willing to help him out for very cheap because I, I love you guys. You guys help me out so much all the time, every day to get through my work day. Oh, that's I would very be kind. To, to help him out, you know, for right. case I take him up on it. Take if him you up wanted up. it. No, no, Steve. That's right. I appreciate you. Um, you you're offering your help, but uh, you know, get his number. But Steven, that, that's okay. Yeah, Steven is there, but I, I think I can do this. Well, his number. maybe like at the end of Guardians too, the contractors will gather together and have a funeral for you when you end up killing yourself. <laughs> hey, hang on, Stephen. We're going to get your information and we'll, we'll set you up with Casey uh, because you will. You will at least. I, I understand that. Um, you know, maybe you can do this and you'll learn how to do it, but you it, you need manpower-wise, you need more than one person. At least to put the, 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 the this joist up. That's it. And then All the right. rest of it, just, you know. No, that's the sound of the ambulance coming. <laughs> I, this needs to be documented, by the way. Uh-huh. You, you're trying to do this on your own. So. All right, well, listen, I'd love to sit and talk about this, but yeah. our guest is ready to go. Uh, he is going to be performing uh, the show is September 5th, and he will be at the Hollywood Casino at Penn National Race Course, which is outside of Harrisburg. Uh, he's great, and we're happy to have him on, ladies and gentlemen, Larry the Cable Guy. Hey, 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 hey. Good morning, Larry. Boy, that's a heck of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to we try to impress right at the top here. How you doing, Larry? I'm doing pretty good. Is he, how big is his deck? Case? Uh, it is, oh gosh, so I don't know. It's like 20 by 15 and then 14 by 8, so whatever that is. He's always bragging about his deck. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's bigger than my deck. I've just got a regular size deck. But, Larry, you impressed me as someone who would be uh, sort of handy with uh, with tools and things of that nature. Are, are, are you a Mr. Fix-It, or do you leave it to the contractors? No, I totally leave it to the contractor. This is all an act. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice. I don't. I don't do nothing. <laughs> no, it's. I just leave that to the professionals. I yeah. don't know nothing about how to do any that kind of crap. <laughs> that. Well, yes, because it can end up deadly. We you, people don't realize. Every guy thinks, and it's something that I've con- contended for quite a while, is that a guy should know this, a guy should be able to do this, and, and it's those guys that end up as a news story with a nail gun, you know, in the back of their head, and they screw up oh, all the time. Absolutely. That's 90% of the YouTube videos are people that think they can do it themselves. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Now, uh, one thing we did notice is, and I, 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 I must have seen an advertisement, but you have a ton of Larry the Cable Guy food items, when, uh, like uh, cornbread mix, beer bread mix, uh, all of this stuff. And I've, I've actually seen these. I don't know if I saw it, uh, uh, you know, as, as an ad that popped up online, but how long have you been at this? Boy, I tell you what, it's good stuff, too. My cornbread mix, that'll make your toilet take a knee right there. <laughs> take a knee. <laughs> That is good stuff. Um, no, you know what? A long time ago, uh, I wanted to be the redneck Paul Newman. <laughs> redneck right. Paul Newman, yeah. Because I started a foundation called the Get Her Done Foundation. 
And so I wanted to come up with a bunch, it's like food items. And when I did the first Cars movie, um, you saw that movie, right? Yes, absolutely. Where I was a tow truck. I'm not, and by the way, not to get off topic, I'm not bragging about my voiceover work, but not, I'm so good at voiceovers. I'm the only person that does voiceovers that puts on weight to do the character. <laughs> so, wow. You're a that's method. Yeah. Uh, but, but we were sitting at a table, and I was right sitting next right Paul, right next to Paul Newman, and I told him what I was trying to do, and he gave me some tips on how to start it and how to do it. He was very nice to me, and so that's what I did. We came up with just certain food items and it all goes to my foundation. And so... Uh, well, that's excellent. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a pretty good deal. But, yeah, no, they're good. It's, you know, it was a funny story. One time I had a... What was it? I, had like a, I got like a hamburger to help her. And when the pandemic stuff started going on last year, somebody sent me a picture of the grocery store shelves completely gone. Yeah. And there was only thing on that shelf was two boxes of Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> and <Mother laughs> <Alvin>. <laughs> and, I, and I said when you're I said, when your hamburger helper is the only thing left on the shelf during a pandemic, that's when it's time to retool. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what sells? So, oh, that's all good stuff. It all goes to my foundation, and and, yeah. and the, there you go. Well, let me ask you, uh, so concerning, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff, you know, there were areas that were open and comedians were able to go perform. Were you able to do that or did you just take the time off and 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 hang? Oh, uh, I was uh, I was working at uh, Cabela's. <laughs> Cabela's. Working okay. at Cabela's. I don't want to say, but I was happy for all this stuff because I, I always wanted to work. I always wanted to work the fishing department at Cabela's, so I went down there selling reels. <laughs> okay. I'm only kidding. I know. <laughs> I just, I, we figured that out. <laughs> no, I didn't do I – took, I took it off. You know, I've been, uh, been on tour forever Two hundred eighty something days a year. Wow! I actually, about two three years before, I didn't want to miss my kids growing up, and so I only took twenty shows a year, maybe. Wow, jeez! And so I was only my like in my fourth year taking twenty shows a year, and so I didn't. I just said that ah, I'll just take it off. I thought it all sucked though. I here's who it sucked. <laughs> It sucked for, well, everybody, but as far as comedy goes, for those comics that just started making some headway. Yeah, sure, yeah. Those comics that just worked hard to develop a following and this was going to be their year. And those comics just trying to start out. or That's who it sucked for. People that already had a built-in audience and were already... They did fine. It's the people that were coming up. That's who I felt bad for. So I'm glad that 
we're back at it and back at uh, doing comedy because, you know, uh, it's essential. Everybody's essential. There's not one American out there that's non-essential right. that's contributing. You know what I mean? Sure. No, absolutely. It, it, it's a, it was always a weird classification from the beginning who was essential and who was not. Everyone's looking to put food on their table. It's all essential. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I notice how, though, whenever they're going to close the like, they don't get funding. They say, well, if we don't get any funding, all non-essential government workers <laughs> will not be working. But I noticed how all non-essential government workers were working during the <laughs> pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's, well, let me ask you something. So as as you, you know... Um, I, oh, boy, it, you're going to get me started. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I wanted to ask you, if you are on the road a lot, are you a good traveler? Do, mm. do, you know, is that something you're adept at or i mean because if you're on the road that much it can take a toll have you developed a system or are you constantly getting dinged up i you know what i hate traveling i hate flying um once i'm there i enjoy it look i've i said i'd never fly again after the airlines because i hate flying and they one time they wouldn't let me bring my emotional support stripper with me. On the, <laughs> the emotional support stripper wasn't allowed. Oh, well, look, we're going through turbulence. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect that line at all. They <laughs> wouldn't let me. <laughs> Listen, you, you've you got to do uh, things to calm down. Oh we completely God. understand. That was out of nowhere. I, I remember one time I was on it. Well, I remember one time I was on it. Wow. I think it was South. I, I better not mention the name of the airline. All right, okay. Right. Yes, it was a Northeast South something. Yeah. Let's just say it's so crappy they've named the COVID variant actor. <laughs> 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 and I sat next to this one lady had to be... You ever see My 600 Pound Life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she was one of the cast members. <laughs> <laughs> and she rips one on a daggum airplane. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, you could have parasailed off the bag. <laughs> I mean, come on. It got so bad, the pilot tried to hit a bird. <laughs> so I just don't like flying. I like to avoid the whole thing. But you got to do it. You get yeah. there, you do your show, you move on. But yep. I, here's the thing. I'm getting older. I've been doing this for a long time. But I here's the thing. I love making people laugh. I love being on stage. I don't do it as much as I do because I I don't want to miss my kids, you know, another five years. You're out. Yeah. And so, um, but when I do get to places, I just love it so much. But I do hate the travel, the travel, especially now. And it's, People are so much meaner. I wish people would just be nicer to each other. I mean, yeah, the media's got everybody so damn scared to live your life anymore, and you you cough, <laughs> and somebody will look at you like you're about to murder their family just because <laughs> you cough. Right. I mean, what a world we're living in, man. I used to have to cough to cover up a fart. Now I got a 
fart to cover up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Larry, I, I wanted to ask when when you do find yourself traveling and, and you you're a little overwhelmed and you want to remain, you know, uh, the secret or incognito. You know, if, if you're not wearing the uh, uh, the, the sleeveless, uh, you know, you know, shirt and, and the hat and all that stuff. What, what, how do you kind of hide yourself, uh, from people? If you, I, if you just need some time alone. I dress up like Bill Engvall. Like <laughs> Bill Engvall. <laughs> and Bill nobody Engel, bothers no, you No at one all. bothers her. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you remain incognito oh, as great. Bill Engvall. <laughs> 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 I'm only kidding. Well, hey, to that point. We all, all those guys, we rib each other all the time. Of course. Well, let me ask you, and I I think I'm going to know the answer, but of that crew, and we've had, you know, all of you on of the the blue collar, um, you know, comedy crew, who in your estimation is, who who really lives the hardcore life? Who is really the one who is out, out there getting every bit of life they can? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think we all really enjoy it, but if you're talking about crazy, it's yes. always out there. Well, that'd be Ron. I knew, yeah, I figured. I, knew, I, I, I figured, don't think, yeah. I don't think Ron's ever left the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and he's the sweetest, nicest person on the planet. The fun, uh, so funny, but he... He loves life, man. He likes going out there and, and uh, you know, just seeing the different places. And have, he's like, I don't know how, I'd, you know, he's kind of like, he's like uh, Motley Crue. Yeah, <laughs> he is Motley Crue. Yeah, no, we, wow. we, that's the answer I thought you were going to give, but you never know what, what people are like off the stage. Right. But we pretty much assume he is that way off the stage as well. Oh, yeah, man, but he's super fun. I mean, yeah. he's very nice and sweet. I was thinking about people would just think, but Ron's very sweet, man. That's why I love him. I love the other side that people don't see. But uh, as far as, yeah, just going out and living life and having a good time, I'd be wrong. I believe it. Hey, Larry, I have to mention this. Speaking of being a sweet guy, uh, you, you, we had you on years and years ago. Uh, oh, you yeah. called in. We did an interview. It was great. It might have been around the time that Cars was out. And um, um, we got done with the interview. And uh, like 10 minutes later, even though you were doing other interviews, you called back <laughs> because you forgot to say get her done. And just to say it on the air. <laughs> and that really impressed the hell out of us. We always on. talk about it. Yeah. Talk about a commitment. <laughs> I... Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta get, I gotta get my gator done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint anybody. So if I forget to say my gator done, I gotta call back. No, I remember. Hey, you laugh at that. I remember one time I showed up. Somebody made me my friend uh, from from Pennsylvania. My friend Christine CC. She made me a denim uh, um, uh, shirt, long sleeve shirt, stroker ace. Stroker ace. Wow! It was a beautiful stroker ace. Shirt. <laughs> and I was so happy to wear the stroker ace shirt. I show up at a meet and greet with a stroker ace shirt, and there's like nine other people in there with sleeveless flannels on. And I thought they were going to be impressed at my stroker ace shirt, 
and they were disappointed. Oh. I didn't have my sleeves on, and I felt so bad. I said, well, hold on a second. I went back to the bus, put on my sleeveless flannel. Hey, I good man. Disappointed. Well, no, Give them what they cool. want. Give them yeah. what they want. All right, well, listen, you're definitely going to be giving them what they want. The show is September 5th, the one you're promoting, uh, Hollywood Casino, uh, Penn National Race, and tickets are available. You can go to Larry the Cable Guy. Dot com and get them that way, but get them before they are gone, of course. So, listen, Larry, appreciate you getting up early, checking in with us this morning. Uh, keep doing what you do, and uh, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you again another time. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all so much, and and, and uh, man, we go pretty far back, I, you know. So, thanks for always. Uh, talking to me and always have me on whenever I need you. I, I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. Appreciate it. Larry the Cable Guy! Yay! Guys, like I said, that show is on uh, September 5th and tickets are available at com. I think Larry's doing a little day drinking this week. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling I love bit, it though. You know that? Good. I did see that. It's funny because I remember and I, I saw it in, in the prep here for the interview. You know how you're sometimes on a website or whatever and off to the side or some things that you know that okay, there's clickbait or well, just things that pop up that you might be interested in buying oh, or yeah. whatever. Sure. But something I was looking at the Larry the Cable the guy Larry the Cable the guy the Larry the Cable guy food items popped up and I'm like, what is that for real? Yeah. And it's real. Yeah, he's, he's got a bloody blo- it's a it's a Bloody Mary line, but it's called the Bloody Larry mix. <laughs> uh, and of course, it says get her down on it. So. You know that Paul Newman stuff made oh huge God. money for charities. All the money went to charity, right? Tremendous money, and all really a good portion of that stuff that I tried was really good. Nice um, question. Yeah. Uh, okay, so since our interview times are all thrown off here. Yeah. Should we break, come back, do the B-File break, and then talk to Vincent? Well, we have a lot of time What do you want to do? Um, Well, uh, we can do whatever you want to do. How about Kathy's woodworking tips? (laughs) I'm going to go to Mark. So we were talking about Casey trying to, to, he's trying to redo his deck. Okay. And is taking this project on by himself. Right. Uh, Nick had mentioned uh, the Batmobile bed. Which was amazing. And we have Mark, the guy who created the Batmobile bed on the line. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. What's going on, Phil? Hey, bud. How you doing? I already asked you that. Never mind. <laughs> are you um, still doing well? Yes. We're still, <laughs> since I last asked you, are you still okay? Everything's now. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, no, what are, you, what are you checking in with, Mark? <laughs> I'll just see if uh, Casey needs any help. I'm happy to talk him through He does. Casey. I, I figured, yeah. But I'm trying to be polite. You know? No, no. All right. So, lo- listen. He, he is actually pretty handy, but I think a deck, every time I've seen someone do a deck, or, or, or try to do their own deck, It they always say how incredibly difficult it is. Would you agree with that? Uh, not necessarily. No. Really? I mean, most of what I do is fairly straightforward, just kind of putting parts together. The issue is catching problems before they come down the road and cause you a big issue. I right? got gotcha. you. But for the most part, you know, just doing the work is fairly straightforward. So you're saying he should do it absolutely no problem by himself with no help. <laughs> Case, do you have a permit? Uh, you don't need a permit. I'm just redecking. I'm not like going into the ground or I'm not laying Are footers. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm doing is just replacing. All I'm doing is replacing boards. I don't. Ha- I don't need a, a permit for that. Mark, does he need a permit for that? 
Oh, probably not if you're not changing the structure of it. But exactly. it could be worth it. If you were changing the shape and size, I'm of not it. changing the footprint at all. The footprint is staying the exact same. Uh, the only thing I'm doing is just you know laying down. Right. And I had somebody come and check the bones of it. You yeah. know, just to make sure that uh, you know, like you're talking about Solid. running into issues or whatever. Right. Like if I termites take everything off and and things are all rotted out. Moles, yeah. moles, um, yeah, voles. What uh, what are footers anyway? The the, the base, yeah, essentially. The base, those, okay. You know, the concrete stuff yep. goes into the ground. It. Okay. Yeah. By the way, we still have that Batman bed. Uh, Casey and Marissa and I were texting about it over the really? weekend. Really? Yeah, we have to I, figure I thought out. it was at Rolando's. No, no, no. We started and stopped with a few different charities, and uh, it <laughs> Where stopped. is it? So in I storage. had, storage. In storage, I had yeah. posted a, a thing for Marissa's birthday on Saturday, and so I was going through my, I was going through all of my photo album, and I came across the Batmobile bed in my in my photo library, and I was like, what's going on with this? Yeah, so that's that, why I sent you guys a text message. Wait, hang on a second. Mark, how you doing now? <laughs> oh, very good. All right, okay, just check. Okay, All right, go ahead. Just make sure. Mark, well, can you come pick up the Batman bed as well? Well, we need to find a home for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought we were... I, I, I've been laboring under the misconception that yeah. it was at the Ronald McDonald Marissa house. Marissa is waving her hands frantically. Hang uh, on a second here. I've been working on this for years. There are a, um, a couple of hospitals in the area who were going to take it on and then were unable to, but um, I think we do have a solution now, which I will share with you guys as soon as we get the okay. I, oh, I bet you know what it is. Yes. Okay. It's going to be Casey's new deck at his house. <laughs> We're going to break it up and use the parts for the, the deck. Um, all right, Mark, you okay? Yeah. All right. Good. Thanks for the call, bud. We have his contact information. Yeah, and by right? the yeah, way, uh, give Mark a follow on Instagram, Green Gate Woodworks. He's an awesome carpenter. Uh, he just got a huge piece of oak. So check that out. Nice. Wow. I will tell you this. That, that bed. Take care, Mark. Is, is amazing. It, it just, uh, there was some sort of miscommunication, and I would have had to have demolished a wall in my bedroom to fit it into the room. But yeah, it was it's, too big for It's a room. work of art. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Wow. We're looking at a picture of it right now. That was really impressive. Damn. It's like, you know, a race car bed, but yeah. it's the Batmobile, and it's very sturdy. It's like a big, heavy oh my piece. Oh, God, it's amazing. And did... Uh, the, the, there was a the sleep light, number bed in it. The lights lit up. Lights lit yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Bad um, signal. The whole thing. We had yeah. to have a special delivery dock opened up in the building in order to get it up here. Like it was, it was a process. Uh, it was worth it because the the artwork and the woodwork on it is incredible. But oh, uh, it's glorious. It also ended up weighing about seven thousand pounds. So. It was just it was just about two feet longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. All right. So we got that cleared up. We, got and that we should probably take up. a break. Yeah. I just want to remind you that Tattoo's Day is today, and if you're interested in winning. A $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing for a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. Uh, then text word tattoo to 39333, and you just might win. We'll get a winner before the end of the show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have the Bizarre File. Then we're going to talk to actor Vincent D'Onofrio. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents... M. M. Barbecue. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. And now, through August 31st only, you can pre-order your MMRBQ concert shirt at the WMMR.com rock shop. Guaranteed delivery before the show. Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Plus, every ticket gets general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. 
MMRBQ 2021. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rented by live. Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we're going to start with this. A woman is suing Walmart after she says she was severely injured when the top of a travel mug exploded into her face, propelled by fruit juice left alone in the sealed container for 10 days. It had fermented. Wow, and became explosive. Built up pressure. Emily Horde had filed the lawsuit in Boston claiming losses related to personal injuries because of breach of warranty and negligence. Horde had bought a 24-ounce Ozark Trail vacuum-insulated stainless steel bottle, a Walmart brand, from the store. She filled it with the Arizona brand Mango Juice Mucho Mango. Mucho. By the end of the day, about one quarter of the juice was left in the stainless steel bottle, which she put into her backpack. Ten days later, she went for the backpack and found the steel bottle was still in there. She tried to remove the top by unscrewing the cap, but it was first, but was first unable. And according to the lawsuit, as the plaintiff continued her effort to remove the subject bottle top, the top suddenly and without warning ejected with enormous force from the subject bottle, striking plaintiff below her chin and lower jaw with extreme velocity, causing massive damage to the plaintiff's jaw and face. Ford started uh, bleeding from her chin, her lower jaw, and mouth and was taken to Boston Medical Center to be treated. So she left the fluid in for 10 days? She forgot about it. All right. Yeah, so... Uh, Walmart, uh, the lawsuit says Walmart should have uh, known that the bottle tops can explode if there's increasing pressure in the bottle and that leaving juice or liquid contents in the bottle for an extended period of time could cause pressure to accumulate, according to the lawsuit. Yeah. And drink all your juice. Mississippi Poison Control Center has seen an increase in calls of people taking ivermectin, including versions of the deworming drug intended for livestock <laughs> to treat or prevent COVID-19, according to state health officials. Um, they, uh, The health department took to social media on Friday to issue a warning about the phenomenon, which has been reported throughout the pandemic. They said, do not use ivermectin products. They're made for animals. The Mississippi Health Department also issued an alert Friday to health care providers in the state regarding the increase in poison control calls due to potential ivermectin toxicity. They said at least 70% of the recent calls have been related to ingestion of livestock or animal formulations of ivermectin purchased at livestock supply centers. The warning comes as Mississippi is experiencing record COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations and intensive care units are nearly at nearly capacity. Uh, Mississippi currently has the highest COVID-19 case uh, rates in the country and the second lowest vaccination rate. Uh, Ivermectin can be deadly in large doses. Most callers, though, uh, to Mississippi Poison Control Center have mild symptoms, so one person was advised to seek further care due to the amount of ivermectin reportedly ingested. Well, you probably heard of crocodile-infested golf courses and uh, ponds. Those would be, but... One unique golf course in Australia is home to an even greater threat that makes water hazards truly dangerous, and that is sharks. It's a really interesting story, actually. The what? Four, the 14th tee at Carbrook Golf Club in Brisbane is a tricky one. It's a close to a 21-hectare, 14-meter-deep lagoon that happens to be the home of dozens of full-grown bull sharks. Jesus. And they've been around since the late 1990s. And even though the species is notorious for its aggressiveness, especially against humans, the bull sharks 
of Carbrook have become somewhat of a tourist attraction. The club even has a monthly tournament named after its unusual inhabitants. It's called Shark Lake Challenge. So no one knows exactly how the bull sharks ended up in the Carbrook Golf Club. But the most popular theory is that they arrived during the Brisbane floods of the late 1990s. As the water receded, it's believed that six sharks found themselves trapped inside the course, but they managed to thrive and reproduce. And today, there are apparently a dozen sharks living in the lake. And unlike most other shark species, bull sharks can survive in freshwater for long periods of time and have been spotted to travel over a thousand kilometers up rivers like the Amazon or Mississippi. And Lake, uh, so the the Matawan River in New Jersey, that the uh, the attacks that occurred that were the uh, basis Jaws. for Jaws, mm-hmm. that was a bull shark. They believe that swam that far up. Exactly, and so they can live. They can in, live in that in, in the, freshwater. Yes, uh, they aren't strictly freshwater sharks. Uh, in fact, they prefer ocean coastlines, but they survive in it just fine. Uh, Carbrook is the world's only golf course with sharks, by the way. And they're a big draw for both members and visitors. Some of the sharks are about three meters long. And even though human bull shark encounters in freshwater are rare, there are signs warning people that the lagoon is home to the world's most aggressive sharks. That's pretty wild, man. Uh, This is wild, too. Australian TV viewers will stay in Australia. uh, Got a brief glimpse into a hellish ritual this week. When a news broadcast suddenly cut to a satanic ceremony. Oh, boy. The network was doing a segment on police dogs with the usual footage of various bureaucrats. And toward the end, however, the segment cut to two seconds of footage of a ritual that involved the words, Hail Satan. (laughs) So, Steve, they, they cut... Film, the anchor goes quiet right, because right. you're about to segue into something else. Sure, and you just see these people standing around an altar, and then you just hear in an echoed room, "Hail Satan!" <laughs> what? And then they just go back to normal. Okay, thank so, you. That I appreciate that. We go now to a live satanic ritual. Uh, broadcaster Ivan Young. Now we're to Jim Eglashevsky at the Satanic Temple. Uh, broadcaster Yvonne Young managed to keep a straight face after emerging from the video mix-up. After a brief pause, she moved right on to the next story, and it's not clear how the Satan... Oh, we're looking at it, yes. got spliced in, yeah. Uh, it's uh, yes. very weird. So. And that, that there is a full Satanic Mass. Uh-huh. In fact, they have a specially illuminated inverted cross. Yeah, oh yeah, they, they have everything they need oh, yeah. for your standard Satanic rituals. And Do uh, most local news do a uh, Satanic uh, ritual? They they do a quick uh, not not to say I've, I've to, never to seen the Jim Garnered. Yeah, so uh, anyhow, and that's what we will wrap up the bizarre file with. All right. Our next guest is ready to go. Yes. And uh, we've been a fan of his uh, acting career for a long, long, long time uh, through all kinds of different genres and uh, and intense. He's and unbelievable. Cool characters. Just amazing. Absolutely. Uh, he is an author as well. He's been a, a, a writer for a long time on his own, I believe, yes. and now has uh, published a, uh, a tome. Uh, and I love the title, Mother. Stuff and things, and it is out now on Amazon and uh, in local bookstores. Please welcome Mr. Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. to our show. Vincent, good morning. Hey, good morning to you all. Hey, uh, I, I want to make sure I get this right, Vince. This is your first published book, or have you done? Uh, have you put out some works before? I haven't put out anything before, but I, you know, I, I do write a lot of stuff. But this is the first time I've ever thought about putting something out. Uh, I. I 
I, I love the concept of this, which is kind of sort of a stream of consciousness, sort of peek into your mind and, and thought process. And and, yeah. and what sort of led you in this direction, Vincent? Uh, me and my buddy Ethan Hawke like to do stuff together, and he was doing a uh, he had this idea to turn a, a Bertolt Brecht play in, that was called Ball B A A L into and doing an adaptation with a with a great writer here in New York named Jonathan Sherman, and they. They 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 called it Clive, and we did a production of it um, at the New Group in New York, which is kind of my theater company in, in Ethan's, and um, not not our theater company, right. but it's a theater company that we belong to. And um, so we did this show with nine other amazing, uh, a total of nine actors and um, and musicians, and it was during that where I just started to write in the form that's in the book and. And it, um, the cast started reciting. It was kind of like to keep morale up and everything. I mean, we did the show did great and stuff, but to just get us in this kind of abstract kind of mood, and and they were funny. And so every night before the show, people would recite them. And <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that's how it started. And then then we then I did a couple a bunch of shows at Joe's Pub in New York. We put them to music. Um, a woman named Dana Lynn asked me if she could compose music for all of them. And so we did that and we sold out a bunch of nights and we did that for a while. And then I thought, you know, I should just put them in a book. I think that's I think that's really cool because you don't you don't see this, this kind of approach. Uh, now, I think as an artist, it's got to be very cathartic for you. But it also it's a, it, it would seem to be very personal. Did you have any trepidation about sort of exposing yourself this way, this artistically? No, none at all. I've been exposing myself in film for, you know, yeah. you know, so sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's all just kind of like, you know, they're just, it's stream of conscious, like you said, and, and it's, it's parts of me and sometimes just complete fiction that seems to be kind of put forward from still from me in a way, like my emotional right um, place that I'm in or whatever, but it, it, they just come out, you know, and some of them are like pure fiction and some of them actually have to do with my life. So it's and people in my life. So it's a it's a it's a there's just like this open ended stream of stuff. You know, I, I write I, one. I write one every day. Oh, wow. OK, so you yeah. It, and that's 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 very cool. So I love the peek into your your mind. And I couldn't help as I was reading the reviews about it, which have been very, very good. Uh, that um, this is this kept putting me in mind of your character in the movie The Cell. We, mm, yeah. we, we kind of get to peek inside of his mind. Did that? I assume that had to occur to you as you were doing this. Yeah, um, no. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I, I, no, but I do understand what you mean, though, because there are different facets of all of us, and in The Cell, that I, I played, of, of, I guess four maybe five characters or something like that of different parts of that, that particular character's self. Yeah. But that, that was a kind of very negative, like in my mind, because I played the part and researched the part that has a very kind of negative form inside me. You know what I mean? Right. It was such a, it was such a, a disturbing film, uh, you know, although I, I love the film, but it's a, I, it was the depiction of a very disturbing character. So yes, yeah, yeah. I don't really think of it in those terms. Where I think of this stuff is very kind of positive, even yeah. though it gets a little odd at times, it's still very positive. You know? Hey, Vince, I want to ask you, you said, you know, you wrote something every day. You wrote one of these every day. Did you task yourself to that, or did it just happen that No, way? it's just low. I write them, like I have my, you know, like we all do, I have my phone, you know, I have like a little computer with me wherever yeah. I go, so... 
um, I'll be sitting next to one of my kids or, or doing something or, you know, it's just like they just, they just come and I, I don't, I just get the notion to, to do it. So I just engage with my phone and, and then it just starts to come. I don't really know what's going to come, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like a notion, some kind of notion just drops. You yeah. Know? And, and it just keeps going. And it's, is it, is it like get it down now before it's gone type <laughs> right. of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yes. Yeah. And I don't know how long it's going to be, although I have, I, I'm going to have a book of poetry coming out, which is all, um, the amount of characters that you can tweet on on Twitter. So <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I like that built so, that, that sort of built-in restriction. Yeah, which is kind of cool to to operate under that. You can still do stream of conscious even if you set obstacles for yourself, which I think is really fun. I wanted to bring up uh, Godfather of uh, Harlem. Um, we yeah. we had uh, Chaz Palmentary on, um, and uh, Nick had turned me on to the Love series. That guy. Oh, he's, oh, he's so good, and, and he spoke incredibly highly of, of the cast. And and it's just it's an incredible ensemble. Uh, and I I mean you're you're great in the show. There's there's so many great people. Uh, that, that's kind of like a gem that I, I, I was unaware of. And then I, you know, just by recommendation had to, had to, to be apprised of, uh, th- that sort of stuff is, has got to be a blast to work with a cast and ensemble that competent, that good. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, to work, first of all, to work with Forrest Whitaker is yeah. amazing because I've always been a fan of his and we got along instantly and, and yeah. And, and on my side of the story, so there's, you know, two different sides, there's the black community and then there's the white community or, or I should say Italian American community. And, and it's very New York based. It's very kind of, it's fiction, you know, it's reality, but it's fiction in the way. And, and, and so to work with the guys on my side, you know, to work with guys like Chaz and, you know, is, is just, you know, it's amazing that these guys are the real, the real deal and it's just so good when the camera's rolling it's just so fun even if it doesn't look like we're having fun it's just so fun oh uh, it's great he, he we we were telling him that the a bronx tale which is obviously his his work is just it's one of those just almost you know it's just it's just perfection and that it's just one of those stories that just continues to resonate um i wanted to tell you i said i swore i've ever got a chance to talk to you uh, your performance as Orson Welles in uh, Ed Wood, that little scene, that little moment, I watched that over and over again. It is so great. It's such an inspiration to anyone who has any sort of artistic inclination. Did you have, please tell me you had fun doing that, that, uh, that appearance. Yeah. At the, at the time, Johnny and I were, were pretty close friends and I think that's why I, I ended up doing it. And yeah, it was, it's, it's great. I explored Orson Welles even further in a short that I um, that I directed, I starred in as well, which is called Five Minutes, Mr. Wells, and um, it's that's it's it, so it's a he's a, he was a fascinating character. So during the research for Ed Wood, I learned about this particular thing that happened about one about the monologue about um, the Ferris wheel and 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 um in in the third man right which orson wrote way before he ever did that movie he used to use it as like a dinner piece that he would tell people about and 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 you know he was constantly um fixated on the script and so i i wrote a story about how that might have come about that that monologue how he might have invented it so it was kind of 
kind of cool. That's nice. great. It's kind of cool playing him. Well, the focus right now on Mother Stuff and Things. It's out now on Amazon, and uh, yeah. hopefully you'll have uh, some other stuff to follow this up with. But, Vincent, we're really cool, uh, really happy about this offering. So thanks for checking in with us this morning. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Take care. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Nice. You nice. know, he's, there's so many great things he did, but he also was obviously the Full Metal Jacket uh, stuff, but uh, as uh, Kingpin, as uh, Wilson, Wilson Fisk. Fisk. He's great, man. Yeah. And, I, and, and yet another, uh, another you know, uh, King. well, Kingpin is his character, but another yeah. another villain that you that that had this full backstory that you had no idea about and and abusive a parent. reasoning yeah, yeah. reason for his, his sure. tortured side and uh, you yeah, need was, that yeah, yeah it's really cool I do need to go back and watch that one again all right um I think I hear some faint music in the background oh yes <laughs> there it is apparently our boss has sauntered into the studio this morning yes. Bill Weston it's uh, so nice to have you guys back in the studio after uh, another vacation. Oh, no, no, wait. It's just a long weekend. <laughs> a <Yeah>. day off. <laughs> yes. yeah. But it's uh, very nice to have you guys on the air this morning. Enjoy the program. Here. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Familiar. So far, a letter grade uh, uh, ready, or do we still have to finish off <laughs> you know, the remainder? I'm, I'm a, it's I, premature. I don't hand out A minuses very often. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. And I'm not handing one out today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. No, it's good. Uh, but I do have I do have um, some good news. Others, uh, other than I, have evaluated me. I, yeah. Me. I always like just keep going. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. yeah. Um, have uh, look. Here's the deal. <laughs> we asked um, our listeners to give us a, a, a little bit of a boost with uh, a project uh, a few weeks ago when you guys were nominated or you were under the names considered for the Radio Hall of Fame. And this was one of those things where the listener vote was part of the overall vote and they've taken right. three weeks. It was supposed to be out last week. I'm going, where's the result? Oh, my God. I hope it's not bad news. But you know what? It's great news. You guys, Preston and Steve, are in the Radio Hall of Fame. Wow. <laughs> Uh, it is overwhelming news to say the least. Uh, Bill isn't breaking that we knew, we actually knew yes. about it, but uh, but we couldn't re- reveal the information until now. But uh, yeah, we're we're humbled. We're we're blown away by this. And we want to thank you. Everybody who voted for the President Steve Show, and even if you didn't vote, if you've been a listener of the show, we want to thank you for that because obviously that contributes to this as well because we wouldn't have gotten the recognition in the first place had we not had an amazing fan base. That's exactly right. And we say the Preston and Steve show. We yes. say Casey. We say Nick. We say Kathy. We say Marissa. We say Nick, uh, Nick Murphy. Everybody who's involved and uh, Connor, everyone who's involved in making this show what it is. But, I mean, this effort, which is very humbling to watch, of of uh, you, you know, telling your friends to 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 vote for us yeah. and and doing that, it just meant the world, and it was cool yeah. because we felt uncomfortable about saying, "Hey, good joke." Yeah. So so thanks to to Jackson and and Pierre and Jackie and uh, everybody, you know, all weekenders overnight, everybody, yeah, uh, for for getting the word out and and because so Bill pointed out, so the 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 listener vote. This isn't just a listener vote thing. So the listener vote, it's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Counted as one vote yeah. amongst the hundreds of other votes that have to take place 
uh, from industry professionals. So it was one of the votes. So you guys really got a you know a, a, a real kick in the ass to the. Uh, uh, the voting company. We heard that the the committee looks at that vote as a very influential way about casting their votes, right? And you guys were up against some national um, national radio people in yeah. the category, and we we're a little concerned about their base or whatever. But I think, look, it all comes back to the listener, right? Because they are the source of what drives this show. Things like Camp Out for Hunger and your ratings, which are two of the things I think that were in the nomination paragraph, right? You have- you have a great following because people love what you do each and every day, and they also show up when we ask them to help out the communities. So yeah. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. a great relationship. Forgive my ignorance, but is there an actual Hall of Fame that people can visit for the, a radio Hall of Fame like you can with a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It's in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I think that's yeah, what... Yeah, there's, there's a museum. Okay. Uh, so I looked it up. I didn't get into the full details of it, but if you, if you just type in Radio Hall of Fame and do a search on that, and when you do... Go through the the <laughs> list of inductees because Steve and I like, can't believe this? that we are amongst yeah. the people that we've seen. Number one, there's only somewhere in the neighbor like 250 uh, people have, that have been inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. And if you look at the list, it's like, and some of these names you'll know and some you won't know, but 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 I certainly do. But there's Paul Harvey, uh, there's Edward R. Murrow, yeah. Steve. You were saying Ronald Reagan is yes. In there. Uh, Jack Benny, Bob Hope, Jack Buck, um, Howard Stern, yeah. um, uh, Ryan Seacrest. I mean, it, and some shows from within the industry that Steve and I have known about for a long time, like Mark and Brian and Kevin and Bean and Jeff and Jer and Bob and Tom and these other people that you may not know. We know the our industry knows them all, right? And I've read about some of these guys for years, for years. years since I began in the business, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe that yeah. we're. Amongst that company. You guys, you belong in there. And again, I think sometimes in Philadelphia, because the whole, you know, the weather map thing, there's New York and there's Washington, (laughs) D.C. I don't know what's in between, right? You operate in this um, market of like four and a half million people and do amazing things every day, whether it's just talking about stuff, you know, but people love it. They, They, you know. Laugh every day, and you do good in the community, and so good for you. I think, oh, pretty much, I think that pretty much sums us up. We just, we talk about stuff. That's pretty <laughs> that's much right. it, right? Yeah. So they asked for a statement, and you wrote a, a lovely uh, thing, Preston, and that's what I said. I said, yeah. thanks to everyone for just hanging with us when we talk about stuff. And yeah. that's, that's really what it is. And to you, Bill, also, and to everybody, and, and I also made mention of... You know, all of our, our Beasley family here and all, yeah. you know, corporate straight on up to Caroline has been so incredibly supportive. There's a lot of people to thank. And we're we're going to have to we, we are going to uh, not have to. I'm not saying that, but but we're going to uh, the induction ceremony, which is going to be at the end of October uh, in Chicago. And I'm like, wow, we're going to have to we'll have to write an acceptance speech. And I'm starting to think about who all to include and thank, and there's so many people, it's unbelievable. I think you leave them out. Yeah, the best right. So you don't hurt anybody's feelings. Just right. talk about say, yourself. Yeah, say something like it's the people you see here at this table, the show. <laughs> that's everything. Yes. In fact, everything else has kind of been a drag on us. Is yeah. there any sort of like celebrity element that's involved here? Like, does uh, you know, do you invite a celebrity to do the induction? Do you know, know what I mean? I think so. You're you're thinking get Trey Anastasio to, to well. Bring... Well, I was thinking Paul McCartney. Uh, I, saw, yeah. I saw a picture. I remember the interview. It was great. <laughs> it was Kenny Knight at the time. I saw a picture of Ryan Seacrest and Jimmy Fallon was yeah. there. So maybe he. I don't know if they they were just hanging out together or what. But oh, yeah, I, Jimmy will do it. Yeah, maybe Jimmy will do it. But listen, uh, and speaking of celebrities, thank you to uh, Rob McElhenney and yes. Burt Kreischer and who else? Uh, uh, Kevin both, Smith. 
Uh, yeah, Kevin oh, wow. Smith posted himself on their social media accounts to help us out. It was so cool. It certainly didn't hurt. It was very nice. Yeah. yeah so I mean, it it, it really seems a wonder. It's it's at both wonderful and absurd that we're in this, but uh, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, you guys again. And you look at all of those names. It's Preston and Steve. Yeah. The Preston and Steve show. We were on a call yesterday where. These guys got the news, you know, and we couldn't release it earlier. Yeah. But the first thing they said when they talked about the induction ceremony, they says, we want our gang to be there. We yeah, want yeah. our show to be there. So I thought that reflects exactly about what this show is out. So we have someone to say. talk to in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> someone to carry your yeah. carry-on. Hey, uh, go get me an iced tea. <laughs> right away, mister. So it is, uh, hey, mister. It, it is a team. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Nice and, and thank you to everybody who, who placed a vote. And... Uh, uh, that'll mean yet another day off uh, because it's on a Thursday. Oh, wow. So we'll have to. Uh, now it's hitting home. Oh, 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 God, God. And then. Oh. Look at Bill. And then the following Monday is the camp, the camp out, out for hunger. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. Because wow. we moved it. We had to move it earlier. That because... was actually the first thing that came to mind. We're like, oh, my God. That's right before the camp out for hunger. And how, like, we can't take the weekend and stay in Chicago. No, no, really no, no. Like, nope. we come, come we're, right we're there back. for a day and we come back immediately. We were just about to say we're going to have to declare. Line. Uh, <laughs> no, wow, it's awesome. Man. All right. Well, thank you, Bill. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you so much. All right. <laughs> National Radio Hall of Fame. It's unbelievable. All right. Uh, we should take a quick break. And as we do that, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give away some movie screening passes. Because uh, we have a screening of Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. It is a week from Wednesday. It's September 1st at the UA King of Prussia, 7 o'clock. And let's take three callers, and we'll put you on our list, 215-263-WMMR. You will get to see the movie before it opens that Friday. Uh, we'll still do some more giveaways in a little bit with our friends at Saloon 151, who are here uh, with our friends at Stella Artois. And uh, make sure you stop by, because they have outdoor sitting seating in Westchester. Uh, and you got to check out Saloon's uh, 151 patio on street dining, and you will enjoy it. And we'll, like I said, we'll do some more giveaways in the bit. We'll be back in just a moment. Lesson, question, trash, music, news, that stuff's coming up. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On the Tuesday morning, hot, steamy Tuesday morning, that is. Uh, and we should have the triumphant return of Pierre Robert. Does anybody know if he was in yesterday? I was not uh, ar- not. around my radio. He was not. No, right, so uh, Ray Coob was in for Pierre. Excellent. Uh, we'll do the Tattoos Day thing. You still got a little bit more time to text and word tattoo to 39333 when a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. Uh, and that is, of course, from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and they are located at 1729 South Street. You can check them out on Instagram, Floating World Tattoos. Uh, just do a quick search, and you'll find out. All right, so lesson, question, prize, giving away a digital download of The Conjuring. The, the Conjuring is awesome. The Devil Made Me Do It, or The Conjuring, The right, Devil Made Me Do It. as the uninformed would say. We'll let you have that. Yeah, the ones yes. who want to say it properly would right. say that. 
So the question we're going to go with this morning is, at the end of the feel-good movie Stacy Casey, <laughs> what does Casey end up changing his name to? Wow. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. Or what name did Casey want to be called when he was a kid, essentially what it is. So at the end of the feel-good movie Stacy Casey, uh, what does Casey end up changing his name to? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it and you know the answer, you should give us a call and we'll do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what's going on while we're waiting for your call. Steve, what's up this morning? Well, 57-year-old Wendy Williams took to social media on Saturday to introduce fans to her new boyfriend. Not much is known about her new beau other than that he recently fought King Kong to a draw. (laughs) (laughs) 63-year-old Madonna and her 21-year-old boyfriend Amalik Williams were spotted at JFK Airport after returning from Italy. Williams told reporters that Madonna let him sit in the window seat so he could see the birdies. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Robin Roberts is taking an extended vacation break from Good Morning America in order to get more family and travel time in. The announcement apparently devastated George Stephanopoulos, who relies on Roberts to lift him into his broadcast seat. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll see if you know the answer to this question. At the end of the feel-good movie, Stacey Casey, what does Casey end up changing his name to? We'll go to Jason. See if we can get an answer. Yo, Jason, good morning. Derrica, Derrica, Derrica. Derrica to you, sir. Jason, what uh, is the name that Casey changed his name to? Harold. Harold. Yeah. Named after Harold Carmichael. You're right. Hang on, Jason. We're going to set you up, my man. We got a digital download of The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. The terrifying Conjuring universe continues. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are back unraveling their most sinister case. Yeah, you can own it now on digital and Blu-ray. How did I say it the first time? I wasn't even paying attention. I no, say you said con- The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of The Conjuring. I think I've officially changed it to The Conjuring and not Conjuring. I will, I will tell you this. The original Conjuring, The Conjuring, is one of the great, great, great haunted house movies of all time. It is that good. So... Uh, I don't know if you want to dip your toes no, in this. No, I don't. And thank you. I'll take your word for it. Yes. I don't like scary house movies. Yes. You can cut people up uh-huh, and do all right. kinds of stuff like that, but the scary house thing. This nope. this one then, nope. yeah, this might... Well, listen, it's so well done. I wonder... But then again, I now I re-examine what I was saying, and it's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> um, it's time to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3. All righty, we'll begin with uh, Jerry Cantrell, co-founder of Alice in Chains, of course, is going to head out on tour next year in support of his upcoming album. Uh, That tour will kick off in March in Minneapolis. He will be in our area as of the release that I saw Sunday, April 3rd at the TLA. Awesome. Yeah, so the tickets for the Brighton tour are going to go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. local time at Ticketmaster.com. So I like his solo stuff. Have you, have you heard any of it? No. I'm not. Make them so they don't come from here. Sounds like something else. Yeah, it's different. I like that when they, they take a departure. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Dio, the widow, widow and longtime manager of Ronnie James Dio, uh, said recently in an interview that she cried after seeing the first cut of Ronnie James Dio's documentary. 
Uh, she said, I just saw the first cut of it last week. They were in town from New York, and we were going over a lot of stuff. It was amazing. They did a great job. I cried my eyes out. It was very emotional. They did a very, very good job on it, she said. Uh, she went on to say, uh, we moved a few things around, edited a few things, but I think it's going to be really, really good. It's done great. Uh, it's different to the book, the, the totally different to the book, uh, but it's so interesting and touching. Earlier in the month during another interview, uh, when he told fans what they can expect to see in the doc, she said there's a bunch of stuff from old Super 8 tapes and some other stuff. There's fantastic interviews with all kinds of different people about huh. uh, when they were working with Ronnie or what they were doing at the time, maybe supporting Ronnie. It's totally different uh, to the book, she said once again. And I'm very interested to see this cut. I'm excited, uh, and I think it's going to be great. Does she say uh, how similar it is to the book? No, <laughs> she didn't really touch on that at all. Hey, I mentioned Wolfgang Van Halen earlier. He admits that he feels a lot less nervous opening for Guns N' Roses in front of 60,000 people than he does playing a 500-capacity club on his own. Wow. Uh, during a new chat, he said, in a way, the pressure's off with a gun show. Uh, it's such a huge venue but they have the cameras, and you're popping up on the sides of the screens and stuff. But at a certain point, uh, you're doing your best to try to entertain the people who otherwise don't really give an S about you, uh, which I don't have a problem with that. That's exactly what you're signing up for as the opening band. He went on to say, uh, you're the gestures to lead everybody to guns. And I'm totally happy with that, and it's really a good time. But when we headline, this kind of what this kind of what makes me more nervous because... Everybody's paying more attention. Chances are they're they're bigger fans yeah. than the gun shows would be other would otherwise have. You feel more of an obligation to make sure that they have a really good time because uh, they went out of the way to come see your band. So sometimes I, I get this completely. So if if um, you know I was doing stand up and you would go and you'd be any one of the comedians could could headline. A lot of times if you were just like I'd like to <laughs> just take a rest tonight, you do the you do a middle or you do the opening or MC. And that's kind of, you know, what, what he's saying. You're, the onus isn't on him to bring the ha-ha. No, to bring the entertainment, as they say. Uh, Mammoth WVH has a string of club dates sprinkled throughout the summer and fall gun store. And, of course, they're playing uh, the MMRBQ. Uh, and he admitted that uh, opening night for guns uh, saw more than a few white knuckles hitting the stage. Had a lot of nerves before him. Uh, I think after it happened, it was a huge relief. Uh, the first bit of the tour, having the two headliners and the first stadium show at Hershey, there was a lot of anxiety just because it was the first one. And as soon as it was over that, I was over that hump, I started to feel a bit more relief. And now I think I've gotten a bit more comfortable uh, for the last couple of shows. Very excited to which see is, him. Which is great because by the time he yes. gets here, yes. uh, he's going to be in his groove. Yes. Uh, so looking forward to that. Aerosmith has inked a new deal partnering with the Universal Music Group and bringing up its entire catalog to the label from Sony starting in 2022. According to Billboard, the blockbuster alliance gives the global music behemoth access to uh, group members' personal archives known as the band's Vindaloo Vaults. The Vindaloo Vaults. It's like a vault. Uh, including never-before-heard music, video footage, journals, uh, and memorabilia. Uh, the new deal covers the band's entire catalog and future multimedia archival and new projects. Joe Perry said it's been a long road, but I'm extremely happy and proud to say on behalf of Aerosmith, uh, we've been able to bring our 50 years of music under one roof by partnering with UMG. This will allow us to bring our music to our fans in ways uh, we never were before. It's something that we've dreamed about, 
happening for a long time. A lot of bands are doing this these days, too. Dylan, I think, started the, the process, but it's, it's a good moneymaker for the fans as well. Well, sure how about is. this? Andy Summers revealed that the police have started a decade-long plan to revamp and expand the band's catalog. Wow. The legendary guitarist has just published his first book of short stories titled Fretted and Moaning. Uh, Summers revealed a deluxe expanded version of the band's second album, Regatta de Blanc, is in the pipeline, as well as fully restored and remastered version of their legendary 1982 long-form video, The Police Around the World. Uh, Summers said the new super deluxe version of The Police Around the World should have been coming out in October, but I think it's now out next March. Uh, it's taken forever to get it all sorted because of issues like resorting 16-millimeter film and getting the extras up to a 4K level. Uh, there are a lot of bonus tracks and footage, including film from Japan that's never been seen before. Uh, the performances in that film are really nice, and I'm very pleased that it's coming out. So that's on the way, and there's a four-disc version of Regatta de Blanc coming, too, hmm. with a lot of extra tracks. He went on to explain the police are supposed to have uh, something coming every year, but we might not this year for various reasons, mostly COVID-related. But yes, Regatta de Blanc is coming, and he said there's a now a gigantic 10-year plan to release Police material is a gap this year, but it's coming. Don't worry. Now, regarding previously unheard material, he admitted there's not a lot. He said uh, it was always a problem for us. Basically, if we recorded something, it went out. He said, I know that the collectors are thinking, oh, you must have these uh, all this unreleased material, but that wasn't the case with the police. There aren't loads of demos where we were trying to work up something uh, because we weren't the band who took 19 attempts to get a song right in lots of different styles. We just weren't that. If we wrote a song, we play it, record it, and release it. And you can have a lot of stuff left in the can because it's not very good. But we had a lot of mega hits instead, and that's the better way to go. And he laughed about it. So how many hours of um, recorded content do you think this show has generated over the years? This show? Yes. So how many hours... Dude. Because I think we should release it all in one box set. One box set. And okay. include an additional half hour of unheard material. So you figure, what, 23 years of, uh, of yeah. you know, five days a week, five hours a day? Yeah, 52,000 hours of, of uh, yeah, maybe. plus an additional half hour never heard before. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. One last bit of news, and this is sad news. Don Everly, <clears throat> one half of the pioneering Everly Brothers, who's harmonizing rock, Country rock hits uh, impacted a generation of rock and roll music. Passed away at 84. He died at his home in Nashville, Tennessee over the weekend. His brother Phil Everly had died in 2014 at the age of 74. Uh, <clears throat> in the late 1950s and 60s, the duo of Don and Phil drew yeah. upon their rural roots with uh, strummed guitars, high yearn yearning harmonies, uh, while their poignant songs, many by the team of Felice and uh, Boudlow Bryant, Embodied teenage reless, uh, restlessness and energy. So they, they were not writers of their own material? I don't know how much they wrote, okay. but, but they uh, a lot of their hits were written by others. So uh, their 19 top 40 hits included Bye Bye Love, Let It Be Me, All I Have to Do is Dream, Wake Up Little Susie. All and of course, classics. Perform performers from the Beatles to Simon and Garfunkel cited them as absolute 100% key influences. John and yeah. Paul were Huge fans of the of the, uh, the Everly Brothers. Brothers, and you can hear it, especially in their early harmonies, that they were going for that Everly Brothers uh, blend of vocals. Um, so Jerry Lee Lewis, in fact, uh, made a statement. He said the Everly Brothers 
are uh, integral to the fabric of American music. With my friend Don's passing, I'm reflective, reflective on a life full of wonderful friends, spectacular music, and fond memories. There's a lot I can say about Don and what he and Phil meant to both uh, to me, both as people and musicians. But I'm going to reflect today. He said. It's pretty um, cool. Pretty yeah. cool. So uh, songs like uh, Bye Bye Love and Wake Up Little Susie appealed to the post-war generation of baby boomers and their deceptively simple harmonies hid greater meaning among the lighter pop fare of that era. So uh, sad news that the last of the Everly Brothers had passed. And there you go. That is what I have in the music news for you this morning. Do I want to go to this call real quick? I, I'm not yeah, sure. So I'm going to I'm go to Mike has a comment here. Hey, uh, Mike, good morning. Good morning. I just uh, I wanted to give you guys a call and let you know that that induction into the Hall of Fame was real. <laughs> it was real. It was real. It was real. Uh, thank you, Mike. We appreciate the love, brother. Take love, care. Love, man. All right. Take care. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. That's fine. Yeah. If you, if you just if you missed it, Bill Weston came in and made the announcement that uh, that the President Steve Show is officially being inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame, and uh, I know the station. Uh, had uh, campaigned uh, to have you vote. Uh, the listeners' vote was counted as a single vote amongst the hundreds of uh, industry professionals who voted. But your uh, your nod, your it definitely got their attention, and uh, and so they voted. And and we will go to the induction ceremonies in Chicago at the end of October. So yes, uh, humbled by it, uh, very much honored so. by it, and confused by it. confused by it. <laughs> But nonetheless, we're happy to accept. So yeah. uh, thank you for your help. We appreciate that. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And I guess everything we do now must be award-winning. So Absolutely. we'll yeah. do an award-winning letter of the day <laughs> yes, yes. when we get back. Nice. So stay put. We'll be right back. Join the MM Army Wednesday from 7 to 9 at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia at 900 Packer Avenue in South Philly for an MM Barbecue ticket raid. Luxury hotel, gaming, bars, and restaurants in the heart of South Philly. Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Game on. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. It is 1045. Getting ready to wrap up uh, today's program. I would like to thank Mr. Vincent DeNapoli. He's nice, man. Very nice. Very artistic. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. And he's got a book out that's very arty. It's called Mother. Uh, Stuff and Things, available everywhere books are sold. And then we had Larry the Cable Guy. Hey. Who did, did give us a get her done. He's very artistic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is performing just outside of Harrisburg at the Hollywood Casino at uh, Penn National Racecourse. That's going to be September 5th. Tickets are on sale now. Larry LarryTheCableGuy.com. So it was uh, nice to have them on. And thank you... Uh, to Stella Artois and Saloon 151, uh, who stopped by this morning and uh, brought by. Those wings are outstanding. Yeah. They are the way that I like my wings made. They're huge, too. Uh, they're Yeah, they're big and beefy and meaty. From condors, but, I'm assuming. But it's like a, a fairly mild barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's the way I prefer Nick and I. Nick and Preston approved. I dug in. It was quite tasty. So we thank them for coming by. And they are in Westchester, of course. Uh, so make sure that you uh, stop by and see him sometime soon. Pierre freaking Robert. Woo! Hey, man. It's been about a month. It has been about a month. How you doing? Good, good. How Excellent. about you? We're doing very well, thank you. Congratulations. Thank oh, you. Thank you. thank you. That's just amazing. And thank you for uh, pushing that for us, for promoting that for us. Very little that I did, um, but uh, it's a very cool, cool award. President Steve 
in the Radio Hall of Fame and well-deserved, the President's Tea Program. Marvelous. Congratulations to all. Thanks, man. Thank good you. stuff. Good stuff. Did you have a good time off? Yeah. I went to, to the place where the hurricane was coming. Mm. <laughs> Cape Cod? Cape oh, Cod. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. It was that time to go. Well, so, so it was a hurricane season and shark season, I believe. Yeah. So good timing. Yeah. They've and, actually had and coyote attacks. <laughs> Record shark uh, activity. Yeah. 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 Hot. Yeah. yeah. The hurricane washed up a few more. Right. Yeah. You actually had shark NATO. You had it there with a shark NATO, yeah. absolutely. And I went out floating uh, in these little inner tubes that the people at the inn that I stay in do. Really? And they were they, you wearing your seal suit? I was. I and all of our asses were prime, uh, uh, prime for shark bites, but we didn't get any. All right, uh, well, good. So it was a lovely time. But then you fly from. Well, I fly from Philly to Boston, and then Boston over to Provincetown, and. The, and a friend of mine was coming with us for the first time this year, and he said, "Toy planes. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> they have they hold eight people. Yeah, yeah. these no, little true. Uh, twin engine Cessnas, and so um, which are fine in a perfect day like today. Uh, then when you think of hurricane in, <laughs> in a toy plane, because the thing takes off and you can feel the back of it swaying. Yeah, you know, it's not like a jet exactly mm-hmm. like a jetliner. And so uh, we called them yesterday morning, and they go, "A hurricane was supposed to be." Sunday, we're supposed to leave yesterday, but the um, the remnants of it were running into Monday. So um, I called them in the morning. They said, oh, you're never going to make it. Take a ferry over if the ferry's even running. If you take the drive from province, it's god-awful. It's a two-lane road all the way down the Cape and up the other side of the state of Massachusetts into Boston. So the um, other option then is to... Um, Take the ferry if it's running, and um, and then at the last minute the planes open up again. So we flew. Well, nice. I'm glad you made it. We made it in the toy plane. Yeah. Nice <laughs> both ways. I had a friend that was on Block Island, and uh, they were literally running from. They were at a wedding, and they were running from the wedding to the ferry because if they it was the last ferry, and if they weren't able to get on it, they were going to be stuck for the hurricane there. And she got on it, but she said there were people from the wedding who didn't make it, and then they were they were wow. stuck on Block Island, and they got hit pretty hard. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you, you got go. out, and you're here, and... Here we are. Back at it. Yep. All right, we'll get the letter from you. Can you broadcast from Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when you're there? It's not a bad question. Maybe. Yeah. I just was thinking of that, because if you're going there, I mean... Maybe you could have the Chicago pretzel guy on or something. We could. Yeah. Do they well, make I mean, that's, that's the first guy I would go to. Chicago pretzel guy here. <laughs> that guy's great. How did you get that moniker? Uh, I have nothing to do with pretzels. Leave me alone. I, I just thought I'd throw in something that had nothing to do with anything. All right. So um, where were we? It's time for the letter. Yeah, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Uh... <laughs> F as in Frank. All right. F as in Frank. And we we have a... We couldn't have done it without (laughs) him. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm back. Two shows nightly. $300 Hens and Honey Shop gift card giveaway located in beautiful downtown Swedesboro, New Jersey. Hens and Honey Shop is a unique boutique with bath products, handmade candles, stylish, high-quality clothing, and accessories. Uh, plus products from Alex and Annie, Rice Love Bags, and Pura Vida. 
Uh, and it's Ooh. a truly unique shopping That's experience. From Pura Vida. I don't know, but they, oh, they have stuff from uh, Pura Vida. Um, anyhow, uh, so we will give that away on Friday. Uh, what's happening on your show today, Pierre? All right. Well, we're going to get into Kiss. Uh, Jean's birthday is tomorrow, but we have a very busy day tomorrow. Uh, and we're also going to get into Workforce Box of Elvis Costello and Rival Sons. So it'll be a fun day. Wonderful. Hey, uh, today's Tuesday. That means Tattoos Day. And we got to get a winner here of a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. And it goes to Shane Hample of Glen Olden, Pennsylvania. Shane, to get a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing and is presented by Floating, or Tattoos Day is by Floating World uh, Tattoo and Piercing. 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com. You can check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. And I'm going to do one last giveaway uh, before we wrap the show. I have one final $25 gift card. And this is for Saloon 151. They're at 151 West Gay Street in Westchester. And we've uh, missed sitting around the table, having a drink with our friends. And now your table is ready at Saloon 151 in downtown Westchester. Enjoy $3 Stella Artois all day on Saturdays. Caller number 11 is yours. 215-263-WMMR. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And Wilmington University, ready to make a move? Wilmu works online or in person. Learn more at wilmu.edu. Uh, tomorrow on our program, uh, it's a Wednesday, so we'll go live on Fox Good Day. Uh, we'll have a secret text word. We also have stop number two on the T-Mobile cooling caravan. Oh, yeah. It's gonna and be... it is going to be like 95 degrees yes. and, and humid tomorrow. Perfect. And not for everybody. I want you to get too excited. But it's Kathy's 40th birthday tomorrow. Yay! I was going to go with 34. Oh, 34. I'm 34. sorry. 34. 34th birthday tomorrow. So we'll see what that brings. Uh, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 